Azavan. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 11th of August, 2019. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. I can't believe it's the 11th already. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. Time flies when you're melting. It's not been that warm. It's been fairly warm. Not compared to the extremely hot July day that no, we narrowly no, no, avoided no. last just, time. It's not been quite it's that been bad. practically mild. <laughs> I've been sleeping with the fan off for a couple nights. I mean, today, outside was kind of the perfect temperature, and it was windy as well, so it was mm, bree- yeah. or breezy at least. So it was like, no. I wouldn't adjust it up or down from here. I'd just make it a bit sunnier because it was a bit cloudy. <laughs> you can't really have more sun and less heat, though. <laughs> those, those two are kind of mutually exclusive. Well, you can. In summer, anyway. In summer, yeah. If you want true. to move to autumn, then you might be okay. Exactly. But then maybe the perfect days are like September days sometimes. Well, sunny September days, I mean. Yeah, I suppose. Sunny you remember, September like, pretty nice. Going back to school, trying to play and hockey it's... and it being boiling. Yeah, yeah, I do. Or that, you know. That was actually... more like the end of school, though, not the going back to school. No, I remember. It's like the J- June and July, right at the end. Yeah, but that like, point. We've got to give those last few batches or whatever. Right. We tended not to have a hockey season in summer. Exactly. It's like yeah. it started like, in September. Well, that's true, I guess. They preferred to. They preferred instead to make you die of freezing in the winter matches. Like football. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be rugby on top field. Mm. I think the one time I, I was a replacement substitute or whatever for the actual hockey team of the high school. Oh, really? Like, the one time I actually was in the team, it was the fucking coldest night ever. Mm-hmm. And I just died, <laughs> basically. It's like, it's, great, it, this is fun. The cold makes it so much worse, doesn't it? Because it's, like, yeah. it's not just that you're cold, it's that every impact is yeah. shattering. Well, and, like, you have, like... Theoretically, you're meant to be moving around a lot, so it shouldn't be that bad. But that doesn't doesn't happen in like low grade school sports. <laughs> There's quite a lot of downtime where yeah, you're not you're really just, doing just, much. You're just hanging out at the back, going, <laughs> "Yeah, all right. yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, it's true." Oh, oh, uh, is the ball coming this way? Yeah, it might be. Give it a minute. It's trembling. I don't know if I ever got to play on the Ipswich School main field that was integrated into the school and you saw every day. They would just send you to the top of the most windswept hill nearby. <laughs> oh, what you mean? The um, the cricket pitch? That's yeah. It's a cricket pitch, right? Well, <laughs> That's I, know, like, didn't... I didn't get to play cricket on it. No, they reserved that for something. People who were good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. The staff. <laughs> like, I think there was the occasional, like, Staff versus students match that I think happened there. You were probably there long enough to see that kind of thing happen. I think it happened maybe twice. I don't know. I don't really. I don't remember it always being. Well, they did let us on like for breaks occasionally. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Occasionally, with a big fence around the cricket square. Did you see people using those Eton fives courts? I used to play. I used to play fives. Really, a lot. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I mean, no, I, I loved it. Got, it's, it's, I never got the opportunity. I don't think it's it's, uh, it's weird. That's come up in conversation quite a lot recently for some really? reason. How come? Yeah, I don't know. Just sort of people talking about sports they used to be all right at, and mine mine is a Yours little bit of badminton yeah. and eating fives. Because it's like such a weird, like it's like a concrete so recreation of the Eaton schoolyard. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's got a little weird bit of like roof. 
pretty much everyone I've spoken to about it in recent times has no idea what the hell what I'm this talking is. about. Yeah, they're just, they're just they're just like, sorry, what? You I mean, mean it's got a, you mean it's like squash, but they put a step on it, and it's like, oh no, that's not all. There's a bit of wall sticking out. <laughs> it's basically just like legit bundle ball. It's <laughs> 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 essentially what that game is. How does it work but again? It's, it's basically you, squash. We, you with a racket. No, with your hands. That's what I thought. Yeah. You you wear a leather glove and you just match yeah. this little other leather. I bet you don't have to wear a glove though. I mean you don't have to, but it's highly recommended. It kinda hurts. Yeah, and it's it's basically squash. You like well well it's doubles squash, but is how we played it. So you'd have you'd have to have one player up on the step and one player off the step. And uh there is there's like a line like around the the, the sort of midway point which the ball has to go over if it's under then that's sort of out i suppose and you're you're both hitting it against the wall to try and make it double bounce to win a point right and that, that as far as i know as far as i remember that's pretty much it i mean i think there's some rule about serving because there always is right yeah there but, always is um yeah, and, and I think I think the top player has to only play shots on the top, and the bottom player only has to play shots. I, don't, I can't remember if you're allowed to swap and move around like that. I, I feel like like that game with its very specific court, which is based on a real location and all that stuff. Mm. It's like I feel like I'm sure we've said this before about sports in general, and probably about Rocket League specifically, even. But like. Real sports should just have like weird courts sometimes. Yeah, I mean, mix it, it up a bit. Wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah, so like if Eaton Fives was based on Eaton, but like the Eaton courts were that shape, and then yeah. you go to like go to Ipswich, and their courts are a different shape. Like there's yeah. the, there's no regulation. Well, there are well, some. Well, yeah, there's like it has to be, set but... version or like maybe you don't have every different place have a different one. Maybe have like a three or four. Yeah, so every <laughs> time you go course? to somewhere, and it'd be like it'd be like, hey, look, the, t- today's arena is this. Watch out for this. Like here's how it plays, and the teams get some amount of time to warm up on the court to get get a little bit used to it. But obviously, the home team has a massive advantage. And so I, mean, I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> Is it called Eaton Fives because there are other forms of fives? I don't think so. Or is that the know. only five? It's probably because you have five fingers and that's just yeah, the dumb even, name they come up with. Thing. Yeah, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea like why. It's like the kind of stupid name a school game would have had. Yeah, because why is it called Because it's played with four players. <laughs> it's, like, it's not even like five aside or anything like <laughs> the that. It counts as a person. I guess, yeah. Maybe there's five moving elements. <laughs> or you, I, I don't think you even play to five. I think you play to like like, you know, standard... Like badminton or <laughs> eleven, for yeah, some like eleven Z or twenty one or something like that. You know those sort of numbers because five is a bit small. <laughs> Maybe play five games. I don't know. It's a best of five. Well, that would kind of make sense. Yeah, but that's a bad thing to base the name of your entire game on. Mm. <laughs> the scoring system. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like be calling tennis like game of loves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just deuce. deuce. <laughs> Dudes, wasn't Rummy Cub actually just basically like the condition of when you win, <laughs> effectively? Don't know why I thought Rummy Cub. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you thought that either. Blackjack, I suppose that's yeah, okay, that that's because one. the scoring system is blackjack. Well, that might have happened the other way around, though. Yeah, maybe they might have just decided to stop calling it twenty-one and just call it blackjack, mm. <laughs> and therefore the win condition also became blackjack. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> I remember it being called Pontoon, that game. Maybe. Blackjack, I mean. 
I remember seeing like old um like arcade machines that my dad used to play when oh, we yes. were, when we were playing better games that were like 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 blackjack arcades, but they were called pontoons. Pontoon, also the word for the floaty things on aircraft. Yeah. Or, or any kind of yes. <laughs> floating things. Floaty things. I was thinking I was thinking about that. Like maybe that name comes from like some prohibition era like when they used to do all their illegal shit on boats. It's just like we can't call it the obvious name that the cops know. <laughs> it's like we have to call it pontoon. So it appears we're talking about part of a boat. Not just call it the illegal floats. <laughs> the floats. You can just call it the floats. They have to be like, yeah, we're going to host a party on my floats. On my pontoon. That's what pontoons are, though, right? Yeah. Pretty much. They're just giant floats. Yeah. I mean, they're called floats when you swim, right? They're not like <laughs> given a fancy name there. Like, well, Arm pontoons. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to use my I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my swimming pontoon. I suppose they are referred to as buoyancy aids. It implies that you're already buoyant, which you are, I suppose. But and it's aiding well, most buoyancy. Are. Yeah. Are some people not buoyant. No, some people aren't. Oh, really? In like average ass water, anyway. Everyone's buoyant at a certain point if you go to the Dead Sea or whatever. Yeah, if it's salty enough. <laughs> What, what makes kind of you person more does it take to be not buoyant? Yeah, I don't know. They just must be more dense. Maybe they just have smaller lungs or something. Dense. Not so much airspace. Like, they just write muscly, big bone chunks. Those are the sort. Like because fat's buoyant. Yeah. Because right? I mean, you can totally make yourself not buoyant if you, you more buoyant? deliberately breathe out. I mean, yeah, you can. <laughs> you can sink by exhaling. Yeah. So it's like it's you're not actually that far from not being buoyant. It's just right. normally you're holding a bunch of air inside you as well. <laughs> you're like almost neutral, most people, I guess, yeah. on average. Didn't, did, didn't you used to do that in the swimming pool, right? Like exhale to just the right amount so you were like halfway down. Yeah. So you were like hovering like one meter under the water or something. Do you guys go swimming anymore? I mean, kind of no, because... Kind of no. Kind of no. How can you kind of not go swimming? Because you can because, go because swimming like, pools on holiday and stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't exactly go regularly. Like, I don't intentionally go for a swim particularly, unless I'm like, it happens to be like, oh, I'm going to a spa or someone's invited me to a gym that ha- that has a hot tub, but there's a pool right next to it. So I better do a couple of lengths and then get in the hot tub. Right, right. Like, that's happened the last couple of times I've been to a pool. <laughs> in fact, they'd be like, I'll go for a little swim, but I'm here for the hot tub. There's a hotel. In this hotel has a swimming pool, but the hot tub is the main that event. Counts really. Mm. Like it counts think, if you're doing a couple of lengths, doesn't it? In a no, I don't think. It, I don't think it even counts. I don't think that even counts. I think if you're <laughs> going to say, "Do you go swimming?" It's you I was, going no, swimming with the intention of going swimming. Yeah, not okay, like okay. There happens to be a swimming pool at this thing where I'm also doing. I was just wondering I mean, to the extent to which you guys swim at all, or yeah, I, yeah, I don't really anymore unless I'm on holiday. I mean. Yeah, I don't do a huge amount, but that's because, like, weirdly, like, I don't know, swimming uses muscles you don't use for anything else. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good like, exercise, isn't it? Anything else, I mean, like, like I go, you, you get in there and you're just like, why does this, because I used to be an alright swimmer, I swam mm. for ages, like, I, I wasn't, I was bad. <laughs> but not, like, in a regimented way, like, you, uh, just, you just swam, uh, you were uh, capable of swimming. 
Well, you say sort of not in a regimented way, but I've basically just like there was this endurance, like the last swimming lesson, basically the last one sure. on, the, on the list that I could never crack because it involved an endurance swim that I just couldn't quite get the time requirement for. But I mean, the swimming lesson well, you just like you did it, but you took too long. Yeah, it was like a sort yeah. of like you know pretty advanced level swimming yeah, sort of sure. thing like and it's just like you could never quite crack that yeah because you were like swimming for like half an hour or something ridiculous and it's yeah and it's like are you used, used to get real do that close. with your running stamina now yeah maybe but like i i i don't know you say that but then when i swim it's like it's tiring in a way that i don't yeah remember it being from back then just because yeah, it's working stuff i never use and I haven't got the technique anymore, so I'm struggling yeah. to keep my mouth above water and yeah. shit like that. Exactly. That's, that's what I mean. It's like I've lost all technique if I ever had any at all. They did try yeah. to teach me to stop me from drowning if I fell off a boat, which I'm grateful for. I don't think I would <laughs> drown, uh, but I don't. I definitely don't. Not comfortable in swimming pools, mm. which is a yeah, shame. It's like really, it's like the water just goes up my nose, and it's like hey, stop, stop yeah. that. It's not right. Yeah, it's not like, that fun. Yeah. Well, I suppose I don't have a pair of goggles anymore so i don't really wear those and maybe they make a huge difference to because like i can't really open my eyes comfortably around right chlorinated yeah. water never have been so it's oh yeah goggles like, maybe they make all the difference but then goggles suck as well for different reasons i can never get them to work they never had a good seal i don't think i always get water in them no well you either get water in them or they steam up or yeah so you can't see that's what you get if you buy cheap house goggles. That's yeah, well, yeah, well, <laughs> what you get when you'll get like a two quid pair of goggles from yeah, co-op or something. Uh, I guess. But I, I, I remember trying like lo- yeah, lots of goggles. different, lots of different styles. You know, I had proper speedo goggles at one point that were like you know mm. the, the sort of tight fitting ones, kind of like the little, just a little bit of foam. And I also had the other ones, which are like the fat bit of rubber around the outside, so like almost steampunk like <laughs> style goggles. And it's just like, yeah, that don't work either. They all suck. Even diving goggles I've had trouble with before, like the big ones. It's like it's like these. Well, how did? Is my face just not right? <laughs> I think that's what we're heading towards here. <laughs> yeah. Like evidently, something is wrong with Rob's face. <laughs> something wrong with my face when goggles are involved with it. Well, your glasses weren't that great either. Literally, my glasses weren't that great. The what do I say about my glasses? The fitting of them, like they were. You're not. I mean, I've got wonky, straight, right? But yeah, I mean, I've got wonky ears. So yeah, the, so maybe that's so partly. Those, maybe that helps they? with the goggles. <laughs> Can they adjust glasses quite a lot? Like I'm sure. I mean, yeah, well, they, yeah, they, they, they do. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I whenever I get new glasses, they they re they reseat them and you know do the little what do you call it the supports under the bridge. Hmm. I don't know if they have a fancy name, but yeah, they they sort of angle all of that and bend them into shape a bit and stuff like that, so they look a little less wonky on my wonky face. Like the foam is meant to help, but maybe there just wasn't enough for Rob's wonkiness. <laughs> The foam and the goggles. Goggles. What well, I can't I mean, remember but, what diving really... goggles look like. Like, how do they? How do they make goggles that actually stay on through diving? That must be a lot of force. You have to strap them real hard to your head. Really yeah, hard. basically okay. how those work. You know how VR goggles work. <laughs> yeah, but like that, but tight. Right. VR goggles have those crazy straps that are like super wide. That, that, mm. I don't think that would work for swimming. Gee, I don't I, know. I, I remember them being really like, thin. Yeah, they were super thin. They were like, a, like a centimetre at most yes. tall. Like, I don't see why. I mean, I've had like 
snorkel goggles or whatever, and they have like an inch yeah, thick ass like bit of strap. Yeah. So any just just theoretically imagine the deeper you go down, the more strap you have. <laughs> or more straps in general. More than so one Imagine strap. diving into a pool with the scuba goggles on, because they're not like streamlined. It would be like smack in the face. Well, that's yeah. why you don't dive in forwards, right? When you do scuba, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. fall backwards. Yeah, in the <laughs> presumably that's why. Yeah. Also, because you've got a fight like like a ten kilogram giant fucking tank attached to your back on as your well. Back. <laughs> that's yeah. probably another reason not to go in forwards. Also important. You don't want to get crushed between the surface of the water and a tank. <laughs> tank. <laughs> that was a good sound effect there. Look at you you haven't gone diving, have you, Zeg? Oh, you did? No. Did you? No. I mean, I mean, snorkeling on holiday again doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> I've, never, I've never done proper diving. No, I've um, never done regulated diving. I don't know if I'm... And that diving's one of those things that I think freaks me out a little bit. Like even mm. like I would never be like extreme diving. Well, like, no, I would want diving no, no, where no, there's like if okay if, for whatever reason the oxygen fails, <laughs> it's like I could just go up and be okay. Yes, exactly. Mm. No, no chance of bends. There's, a, there's yeah, there's enough time to just peg it to the surface, and uh, and you don't have getting... to think about it. Either. Yeah, you exactly. don't have to worry don't about worry bends about and pegging. like delaying yeah. or anything. Just I, I, I want to be able to panic and get out all right. <laughs> And no cave diving. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> never doing that. I'm not I'm not gonna remotely touch cave diving. That's just that's crazy talk. Yeah, that's nuts. Free diving. Free free bird. Yeah, I could maybe maybe some, you know, seabed diving or conscientious coral reef diving, that might be nice. <laughs> yeah. Provided you know you don't destroy any clownfish while you're there. <laughs> Yeah, hurry up and do it before they will get destroyed anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're on a countdown on that front. Right, well, you've got lots of places now trying to make build new reefs at least. Bit of a scale problem. Mm. There's something on the news the other day actually about sinking, um, like some, somewhere in the UK. I couldn't really, it was in the back of a pub, so I didn't, couldn't really see what exactly what it was about. But they were basically sinking like statues into the water, and they were because corals like them. In the back so of a pub? The, no, no, I was watching the news <laughs> from the back of a pub. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Trying to create an artificial reef in the, in the beer garden. In, in a pub, yeah. But they were, they were sending like statues of, of people down, so it was a bit weird. There's just this like. Oh, like yeah. human figures because they just like doing art projects whilst yeah. they're trying to do things don't it's, just chuck a bunch of rocks down there that'd be boring eco art yo also you know if you're going <laughs> yo. to make it a target to scooter in you may as well make that look interesting as well in case looking at the actual goddamn wildlife that you're meant to be protecting wasn't interesting enough <laughs> It's going to be one of those things that, like, a thousand years from now or something, someone goes down there and it's just like, isn't nature amazing? It's just these dudes hanging. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty much mean everything in human civilization. It's just like, in a thousand years' time, you're going to look at it and be like, what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, everything's gone online now, so everything will just be gone. <laughs> I don't think we'll have any physical remnants of all this shit. Well, no, but doing. the trouble is that, like, the physical remnants that, that like... Now the physical remnants that are like that will be the weird art projects that are specifically incredibly weird on purpose to try and garner attention in the age of the internet. 
<laughs> oh, I see. So, yeah, you actually have more weird stuff on average. Yeah. Because all the normal stuff people stop doing. Because everyone knows about the normal stuff thanks to the internet. It's like, if you're going to get any attention, you have to go weird. You have to go more weird. I feel like art went pretty weird before the internet, so I don't know. Well, yes, it did. Yeah, I mean... The internet, like most things, has probably accelerated the weird. I think that's true. (laughs) Probably. Doesn't take a lot of Googling to find something that makes you raise an eyebrow. <laughs> Literally any search ever. Just look at the first page of results. There's bound to be something there that's fucked up. That you're just like, yeah, sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> Found anything weird recently or weird enough to actually stand <laughs> out enough to, to actually talk about? Well, well, I mean, well, this is part of the problem, isn't it? We're yeah. normalized. Well, yeah, the, we're, you know, we're hardened to we're the weirdness. To the weirdness. Nothing phases us anymore on the internet. I had to explain um, that. I remember explaining to someone who's, uh, I don't know, I guess for the for the lack of a better description, normal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that the rules of the internet exist. No, well, <laughs> one specifically probably was the important one in that case. Are there, are there any other Not good rule ones? ones? Just one of them. I mean, the longer a thread exists, it tends to hit <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah. I oh, get God wins law. Is. is that what it is? Yeah, that is, that's what it was before the numbered rules. Right. I mean, Godwin's law has been around for since, like, Usenet and stuff. Yeah. It? Yeah. They didn't seem that thrilled by the idea of the rules of the internet. Well, I mean, that's like without much context, if, if we're talking about normal person, it's like that doesn't even trying to explain that doesn't really make sense because it itself is just like a meme. Mm. <laughs> it's like you're trying to explain why it's funny that the internet has created rules of things that happen on the internet. What are memes? Has anyone tried to like? Has there been like a serious documentary about memes and like? I'm sure there has by now. You reckon? Several. Well, the stupid word comes from that Richard Dawkins thing, doesn't it? Well, not originally, but that's yes. where it got popularized. It comes from a place and then got co-opted into not really the correct usage at all. At all, <laughs> yeah. What was the correct usage? I don't even remember. <laughs> it's been so long <laughs> since I read those articles about that about the origin of the word. It's similar, but it's not like literally the same. That was its intensive purpose. (laughs) (laughs) News? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, this is a podcast. (laughs) You could tell that because you're listening to it on using your podcast app. Using (laughs) your ears that are involved with your face. Indeed. It also has a topic. Um, which is the same every week for the past 10 years. <laughs> and that topic is video games. Which we haven't even remotely hit yet. Well, we thought about the internet. It's, it's close. Well, I mean, it's close, but we've skated around it pretty well this week. I mentioned Rocket League. Oh, wait. Balls. Well, I was all, all excited there for a second that we'd break free from our shackles of genre. 
Is there anything going on in the world of video games? Is there anything to do with Rocket League? I mean, yes, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that. the one bit of news, probably, that we're vaguely interested in. So Rocket League have announced that they will no longer do random loot boxes. Because they have one of those classic systems where it's like, hey, pay for a key to unlock this, unlock this box and you might get a random item within it. Or, or one you of will these. get an item, but it might not You'll be get an item, a good but one. It's, yeah, you don't know what, what, which of these items it might be, which is a system that's been in use since TF2 and Counter-Strike and since Lootbox became a thing. Hmm. Um, they're just used, they've used that since they introduced Lootboxes to Rocket League. Um, so, but they're replacing it with, in theoretically, what is the same pl- system that they use in Fortnite Save the World, um, which if I'm, I don't, I don't play that, so I'm sort of guessing a little here, which I, as far as I understand is you you still get the crates, but you can see what's in them immediately. So the crates can spawn in the, for, in the with the sort of random items that they would normally have, mm. but they're like, Imagine them they're like a Perspex box. It's like you can immediately see what's in them, but you Which still is, need to pay for a key to get to open them up. It's just like the the random roll happens when the item drops, like a normal random item system. Yeah. <laughs> Except now you also have to just pay to unlock you're, that you're item s- afterwards. Exactly. Which I, I kind of think is a whole lot fairer. Well, the trouble, with, but without losing the surprise mechanic that we know and love. But the, yeah, but the trouble is that with that i with that whole system as a concept is that they're you can't just have one key for that because you have to then, then have different rarities of key because oh, no one's reckon. going to unlock shitty boxes with the with a full price key they're going to hold out for the good box what if they really want that item that's like low rarity well but, yes oh. if they really want a thing they can get it but it's like you can't that's the whole reason that like the the, 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 the there is just one key for like mm. a tf2 loot box or whatever yeah you might be right actually you might you might create a key a tiered key system, or that it requires like rare Multiple boxes. Keys. Have, yeah, <laughs> like five keys. But that is just box. the same thing, basically. You're just making different values of key at that point. Yeah, and then you're not so lucky on receiving an expensive crate necessarily. Yes, I mean that's got to that's you can't. There's no way to make that system work by having ever unless you unless you also remove the concept of rarity as a UI element. If it doesn't say how rare the thing is in the game, if you're not classing it as import or whatever in Rocket League, yeah, if you get rid of that, their... then you can have everything be the same key price. So that would break their trade system, and it would also break uh, the fact that they would have to dis- disclose the odds. Well, they, I suppose they don't have to because they're a game that's already out. That's other news that we'll come to. <laughs> but um, yeah, if they ever wanted to do odds exposing, but they don't have to do, expose the odds if it's not in a loot box. That's the get around, isn't it? You reckon? Because you're not paying to roll the randomness. You're 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 getting the randomness as part of the game, and then you're just paying oh, to I get see. the stuff, right? Because it's not a transaction. Yeah, they don't have to. Yeah, you probably you you might be right there as well. <laughs> that that would make some sense. Because it's not like you have to explicitly tell you the odds of like Diablo drops or anything. Mm. <laughs> because you're not paying for those. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. It's dumb. And continues to be dumb. But maybe it'll all go away soon. Except not, because this next bit of news is barely... They're making it's like the first movement on theoretically doing anything about loot boxes at all. 
is maybe Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo have sort of agreed that they just want to make it part of their terms of service to have its own loot boxes always have to expose the odds in any game on their system, which is like, wow, the most minor amount of regulation and involvement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not well, it's a, it's a legal requirement in some countries. Well, sure, already. I mean, that, <laughs> that probably also helps. But this this means that they theoretically, the big three won't allow a game to be published on their platform lest it or they won't certify it won't pass cert or whatever if they if they deem it to not uh not follow these rules now that doesn't appear to affect games that are already out and also may not come to into effect for like a whole other year at least yeah something like that it might they might be like hold well i imagine microsoft and sony will probably hold it back for like next consoles yeah they'll just rope it into the terms of service for that um so it'll be a while till we see this borne out It'd be kind of interesting because I don't think I've ever come across seeing that ever. Like I don't think I've seen odds for that stuff exposed within the game ever. I've only seen it for Rocket League's ones because they put in a blog post. It's not in the right, game. It's not in game. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, if these terms of services are to be followed, they have to be upfront. How that applies to games like live service games or games that get updated like Rocket League and things like that. It's like, well, you can't publish your update because your game doesn't pass cert. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, why, if, why wouldn't it then pass cert? Well, if the if the game doesn't pass the terms of service for if the terms of service change, and they want to then update that game, it's like well, then it's, you build the update to include that change. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean that's, that's just what I know. I know what you mean, but like, yeah, would they? I'm just asking. Is that would they? Would it apply to updates as well as, or just newly published titles? I mean, they they technically already had the update game specifically for legal things like Belgium and Netherlands things, or whatever. Not for not for like platform terms of service. I mean, that's though, yeah. still a legal thing uh, to some extent. Yeah, it's not like a country legal thing. <laughs> but you're still not going to keep your shit published if you don't do it. So you kind of have to. It's still the same. Oh yeah, but if it's already published. Yeah, but and then we're talking about patches. Yeah, yeah, patches yeah. still go through cert most of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I get, I get the feeling that, that terms of service for patches can, or at least the cert process for updates, can differ from the actual game. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't differ yeah. that much because otherwise you could do some serious, seriously bad shit with updates. No, but it's not like they. Like, if you think about it from Microsoft's perspective, they don't want to have to test the entire game every time like a patch comes out. Sure. So it's going to be a, like a weaker process to do an update cert than that. But they're still going to look at the. I guess the the the, the situation there would be that you'd have to. You'd have to fail the certification if it didn't include something, rather than based on what it does include. Which is a slightly mm. different process to go through because you're having to check to see whether. Well, there used to be like, isn't the rumor like that that some of the old Microsoft Cert things used to like they have rules about loading screens and yeah. stuff like that. Like the loading screens have to have tips if you're going to have them. Yeah. Um, and they have to have some sort of visual content. They can't just be something that says "and loading." But that's not like that. That's an inclusion, not a, a, a not, and that's also not a patch cert thing. I guess that would be a the base. That'd be a base game. Yeah. Cert, yeah. <laughs> the first time round. I don't think it was a hundred percent enforced anyway, because the number of games I can think of that perhaps had a little spinner in the corner occasionally. It's like that's the loading screen. Maybe there were some rules about length of loading or something. 
So that's weird, but I imagine it could, it gets bent occasionally. Maybe a bit of money changes hands. I don't know. Well, a bit of money changes hand every time there's a sip. It says. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Loot boxes. Loot boxes. Still a hot topic in the games industry. How many have you bought? That's a. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's not many. If no. I've bought, if I ever have. Like, because I I bought Rocket League keys, but that's for Battle Pass. Rocket Pass. Rocket Pass. Yeah, Rocket Pass. Right. Yeah. Yes, I think did so. I ever but I don't know if I even cracked one for TF2 like even back in the day when they were new like I, like I think a bit of me was just like I can earn that hat well I, I got a few keys at some point in TF2 much later on not when they were first introduced it was more like hey I've been playing this game for so many years I might as well just, just sure. put the tiny yeah. amount of cash one time see what I get and it can't have been more than like five keys I would have thought and then obviously the ten from the Rocket League Battle Pass, from Rocket Pass. But then I've never had to buy those again because I just <laughs> grind out the Rocket Pass and get the ten back every time. Yeah, you've always earned enough to carry on. <laughs> Thank God they actually made that change. They made it like that. Yeah, it's 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 very generous of them to do that. But you have to put the hours in to do that. I think I've done it with this pass because this pass has been long. Yeah, yeah. how was like? At what level do you think I am in Rocket Rocket Pass right now? Oh, I don't. Considering I really, how long I really this don't has been going know, on, kinda. <laughs> you have to get to level one hundred to get all the keys back, or one hundred and ten. I don't remember. Yeah, I think even seventy is, is the end of the pass. So right. it'd be 80, yeah. 90, 100. Should yeah, only be because I think I've made it to one hundred now. Right. It's either one hundred or one hundred and ten to get the keys back. Yeah. But you you now... must be at like three hundred or something. Ridiculous. Yep, I'm over three hundred. Oh God. This pass has gone on way too long. I mean, it was based, it was meant to be like, what, like 14 weeks because of the challenges? But you're very much an outlier. Like, in that, I don't know. You, you play way more of that than like. I don't feel like I've been playing it that much lately, really. 300 levels. <laughs> so they just give levels away for free, practically. You level up <laughs> practically every game. No, you don't. Like, every couple, every two or three. Well, I mean, with all the bonuses and stuff, it's very close to what every game. Mm. I reached maximum, well, theoretical, I don't know if it is the maximum any longer. I reached theoretically maximum XP rank now, except oh, right. there's not actually a maximum. I've, re- I've, I've got the last of the titles okay. for the pro- for the progress, or what I... What I thought, what I heard was the last one, but I don't know if it changed. Because presumably now that, they've, now that they've unlocked that to be infinite, they're going to have to just keep adding stuff to it. Yeah. We've run out of the integer address space eventually. <laughs> eventually. Not that I ever use those titles. I just have blank space on the way now. That's all I want. <laughs> Untitled. Although some of them are quite tempting. Do quite like Salt Miner. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic. That's a good one. <laughs> quite like there to be one that's just like the fumbler. Well, you know, there's Tactical Whiffer. <laughs> tactical Whiffer. Basically, <laughs> that, that. that's pretty good, actually, yeah. Do like that one. What does that do? 
Oh, nothing. They do nothing. They're just oh, they're okay. just titles under your name that appear oh, okay. on the scoreboard and things like that. So you can describe yourself as the tactical whiffer. Which is basically what we say when we cock up a shot, but it still works. That's all whiff, though. <laughs> well, yeah, you went for it, you missed, and then you faked it. It's a fake thing. No, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's what we call it. We call it fakes. It's like clearly intentional fakes. <laughs> okay, obviously intentional, yep. Yep, yep, that's what. That's totally what I meant to do, yep. <laughs> Played for. It's like, I think what we need, what, well, I mean, even me as well, what we need is like, there needs to be one for what, what, like a title that means you you hit the ball and you were intending it to be a shot, but it didn't actually go in, but it turned into a pass. Yeah. <laughs> That's like 90% of my hits. <laughs> yeah, be- oh, it's a beautiful pass. Hold on, mate. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it went beautifully to a teammate who could then yeah, capitalise yeah. on it. It's like, I'm, I'm definitely trying to hit it into the goal, but it just slightly misses. But it turns into a pass anyway, so it's yeah. all good. <laughs> That doesn't really happen in football, does it? Because it's always just a shot. <laughs> no, because right? it's back. It never turns into a into a pass. Maybe off the post, very. I guess maybe stand. with a yeah, or with a header or something. Occasionally, you can nudge it slightly if it's going wide. Yeah, it has to be like a ricochet, doesn't it? Really, or like a. A fumbled save or something like that. That's as closest it gets. Yeah. Oh, that's the Rocket League news. Oh, yes. League news. What else is going on? I mean, I didn't pay any attention to the Overwatch Summer Games, but, you know, that happened. Um, What's going on with the Overwatch as an eSport? Is it, it doesn't seem to be climbing. I don't, I mean... They've got their own league, haven't they? That, that like that, that Blizzard themselves have been supporting. Although right. weren't Activision didn't Activision put out a press statement saying they wanted to scale all that back? <laughs> like Activision themselves don't want to run esports; they want other the other organisations to do it. But but then Blizzard were all like all in and running their own. Mm. I mean, that's that still still exists. They still do that stuff, but. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Overwatch, I've never watched any competitive Overwatch. Like, just because it strikes me as one of those games that just like I don't, I don't know how particularly you'd watch it. Like, it so, might be... CS, you can you can just about get away with just because it's so it's relatively simple, simple. right? Yeah. Well, but yeah. the trouble with CS is it's very difficult to tell like what you're even looking at when it's switching between players, and it's just like it's the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. in every view. It's sort of like, it's, and you barely can see the gun or anything. Sure. Whereas at least in Overwatch, it's like you can distinctly tell what character you're looking at through. Sure, but <laughs> for for what team is still a little bit sure. Although that because be Overwatch a does thing, well, Overwatch has the bigger problem. Yeah, that you're always on blue team, right? Yeah, <laughs> like no matter what which side you are. Um. Oh, when you're playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that would just have to be a special like spectate camera yeah, option the, the to e-sport. make the co- team colors set distinct. The esports camera would have to be different. Yeah. Oh, and I think I think they do get away with that actually because they all have like because of the weird way that Overwatch does it, and they run themselves, and they have like specific teams that Blizzard have decreed. Yeah, and they make skins for them. And they make basically. skins for those teams, yeah. They, so those teams are effectively that colour. Like, they are coloured yeah. in, in a specific way.
and it's kind of annoying that they start they started sort of putting that in the Rocket League where they made skins for specific esports teams. Yeah, I saw that. But for the, that you can just buy, hmm. so you can have them yourself. But they're like they're not coloured specific. <laughs> so it's like, oh look, this car is black. What team is it on? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> right. I mean, they they do that with like. I mean. It... I guess I understand why it exists, but like, I'm not quite sure I get the buy-in on that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, hey, I'm a Cloud9 supporter, so I'm going to buy Cloud9 shirts and stuff. It's a little bit like football shirts, right? Oh, yes. But right. but the teams like rotate out so fast in esports. It's like Cloud9 is not the, always well. Not be the some of them do guys. anyway. Yeah, a lot a lot of the sports like Cloud9's team is not going to be the Cloud9 team one year to the next. You know, they're going to changes and but that so, it's that, like, so it's like what are you supporting at that point you yeah su- but that's the trick isn't it like they make you you're then having to buy more stuff because you're actually supporting a person who's yeah. moving to different teams yeah <laughs> it's like i could lose track of what team kippers is happy with at, at any given moment and so, so does jam and like they watch this stuff together and it's like she, and she will occasionally go i thought you liked these guys it's like mm. someone moved <laughs> yeah someone, someone got in some drama yeah I mean, I guess it's interesting if you love that stuff, but it's almost the exact same reason I don't like club football all that much. Because it's like, it's just like, it's, the club doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And I guess if you did support a player, you would have to buy different shirts when they got transferred. Hmm. Is that, I mean, how much does that happen? I mean, this shows how ignorant I am because it's a big part of English culture that I don't engage with at all. But like, if you follow a player and they move teams, who who follows them? Most people seem to follow teams, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Most people follow clubs. It doesn't really work. Yeah. It's because it's a lot of the sports don't have... It's like when we were talking about the classic situation of Rocket League, it's only three people. So it's yeah, like it's yeah. a smaller pool of mm, that's true. different people to move around. So when a change happens, it's a bigger deal. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when you're following Ipswich or whatever and they change out a striker or whoever, it's like, okay, that's a big deal, but it's not that a big. part of a much bigger machine. Yeah. So like I, I, I understand it more in football terms than I do esports. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it happens with sometimes in football where it's like the you know the really big players. The really big players get followed too. Like they've just there's just been that recent news story about Wayne Rooney and his gambling shirt number. Gambling shirt number. <laughs> He's sponsored by Thirty Two Red, right? And so it, Wait, his, just him. Oh well, well, well or the club. Mean, maybe the club. Okay, but. As part of his move to this new club, his number is going to be thirty-two on a red shirt. Oh wow! That, <laughs> and it's like—I don't know if I've heard of that happening before. It's like—it's a bit—is that subtle or is that dumb? Oh, they, <laughs> I, but it doesn't matter, does it? Oh, I, no, I mean, I mean, it kind of doesn't, but it's like. <laughs> and then the new story is like, but they're giving around the laws against advertising gambling to children because children can buy this shirt, which is basically an advertisement for gambling, except it's also Wayne Rooney's shirt. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure, like, mm. don't like 365 bet and things that they'll bet 365 or whatever. They don't, they don't they sponsor a team. Well, there's children's well, versions of shirts that don't have the gambling support. Oh, support. Do they? Yeah, that's oh, I, did, I, I didn't know that they did that. <laughs> that's interesting. Too red, but it's such a lame brand. That, <laughs> yep, it's a terrible brand. What, what team does he play for? He, he was in America until now, and now I think he's playing for Derby, Derby County. Derby. Derby. Do they play in red? 
I don't actually know. Because <laughs> if they played in red and they're supported by Well, I mean, I assume they do. I assume for this whole scam to work, the shirt must be red. <laughs> scam. Yeah, how's it going to work if it's just 32? That's not a brand, the number 32. I mean, I suppose some numbers might be brands. Yeah. 192 or something. or No, what's the... It's better 365. 118. Oh, yeah, 118. Yeah, yeah. Directory inquiries. Go through. But yeah, that's, you know, weird. It is weird he's coming back to English football, I guess. (laughs) Speaking about football for a second. When you go to America, you don't normally come back. No, that's true. (laughs) When you go to America, your career's over. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, obviously, Derby is like way lower down than Manchester United. Sure. So it is still a downgrade significantly. It's not Premiership, are they, Derby? I don't know where they are at the moment. Is Beckham retired or is he still playing for like LA oh. Galaxy? Oh, that's a good question. I yeah. don't know. I don't think if he is playing, he's probably not playing very often any longer. Mm. Mm. Again, on a bit now, in fairness. He might have started going into coaching in America. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Be... Yeah, it'd be quite, quite old for a football player at this point. I mean, we have we've definitely reached the point where the 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 already old English players who went to America to continue their career now they're retiring in America as well. Yeah. We've reached it has been that many years now. Uh, he retired a long time ago. Sorry, <laughs> just looking. Twenty thirteen. Right. Yeah, that would make that makes a huge amount of sense to me. But yeah, don't have quite the longevity in football that they do in like tennis. <laughs> no. Quite impressive, though. The, I mean, I don't really understand how tennis. I mean, tennis has got to be just as much running up and down. Well, yeah, not, in some respects, not quite as much. I would have said. Uh, maybe not. Mm. There's a lot more breaks, I guess. And you're not running technically as far overall. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's very short, like pure kilometers. It's mostly very short bursts, isn't it? Like in tennis, but the matches last hours and hours and hours. True, yeah, but they're yeah, like does that account for the same amount of distance I'd say it's probably still in football's favour you might Mm. be right (coughs) interesting yeah a lot of football is just being in the right place right because you've run you've been running around like crazy yeah yeah continuously moving it's a yeah it's a tough old thing if you're doing it properly (laughs) unlike us in (laughs) the field naturally (laughs) where we're just in the wrong place (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. Because we Don't didn't run there. Because we don't care. We're having a conversation <laughs> while the ball's like hanging about in the other, other team. Somehow we've ended up back at the same part of the yep. round of season earlier. Yep. Well, it's, just, it's a callback, yeah? Yep. Back to news. What else is going no. on? Well, there's no. been some dumb controversies, as usual. Oh, well, there, was, there wasn't there some more Randy Pitchford shenanigans at some point? I don't know if it was... Specific. Was it wait? Was it specifically Randy Pitchford? I don't remember. There's been <laughs> didn't didn't he? Wasn't there something he said that turned out not to be true about Borderlands Three again? Um, I can't remember exactly. I don't know. It was a while ago now. But there there, there has it. been yeah. a Borderlands Three thing and an epic thing. <laughs> oh, okay. So then we go back to the the classic Stop. pair of dumb stories. Epic of the week. The epic one is like another indie dev who went on to Epic exclusively after being on. Patreon, I think this one, not like Kickstarter. Oh right, another one of these. But they, they they did the thing where they went they went epic exclusive, so they had to announce it in a news post, 
but they tried to play it off as as a sarcastic news face where they were like, "Oh, we've we've heard Epic is such a is such an important thing." So we they you know they made their post all sarcastic about it. Uh-huh. And it's like that just doesn't work. You can't avoid backlash. That actually makes it worse. <laughs> you can't make the backlash less severe by being sarcastic about the whole situation. Oh, would you like yourself <laughs> sitting there going, "Oh, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be backlash." Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh no, <laughs> woe is us. We're doing it anyway, Sodja. Is what that makes comes across. As. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you can't, that's not a thing that being sarcastic helps with. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, they got shit on quite a lot. I can see why you would try that, though, because, like, especially if you sincerely believe that it's not bad for the industry or anything like that, you're sort of sitting there going, like, I don't see what anyone's problem is. Like, we're doing this. Yeah, but you don't do that by being sarcastic. Yeah, you do that by not. just saying that. Just being sincere and going, like, look, we don't understand what the problem is. So, we're doing it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And you know that that I think not only was that post they made already sarcastic, but then they like turned the sarcasm up to eleven, where they're like, "Here's some other things you should be worried about instead of the Epic Store, like climate change." <laughs> this is like, I think you maybe not only have you made this post sarcastic, you've gone all the way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty funny. I mean, they succeeded in in some level of comedy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> from an outside perspective. And then the Borderlands news was, is, I didn't, you know, I'm like, I maybe haven't read this story entirely well enough to totally describe it. And it seems like it's maybe not a fully come out story yet. Like maybe there's still details to be exposed, but some internet streamer person was well known for posting like leaks and stuff about Borderlands. Right. And now into Borderlands 3, he supposedly discovered that there was in a preview video that was officially released by Take Two or whatever for Borderlands, mm. there was a moment where it shows a username. Like two, is it 2K? Is it 2K? Or do Gearbox just publish it themselves? No, I think it is 2K. Okay. Yeah, it is 2K. Because they have their logo at the start of all that too. <laughs> it's really annoying. So he does, he saw this username in this video, and if he you search that username on Twitch because they're using private Twitch streams internally to record footage. So you search that username through Twitch, and you can see that user. You can't see the stream because it's private. Yeah. But Twitch automatically updates the thumbnail for the stream. <laughs> right. So you can basically use the thumbnails to extract like what's meant to be secret information, essentially. Interesting. So that's supposedly what this streamer did, supposedly. I don't know if that's fully 100% how that well, actually what works. What are you really getting from the thumbnail of them that he's playing Borderlands? Well, I mean, it updates so you can see different things happening. You can see parts of the story you're not meant to see yet. Oh, what, that it has the sort of like, uh, what do they what used to call it on Xbox? You know, the, the rich content sort of thing. It's like he's in the menus right now. That, that. Well, no, the thumbnail, the actual physical picture of the screen. Oh, sorry. When you said, I thought you meant like the game thumbnail. I thought you meant the the little thing that says he's playing Borderlands right now. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the actual thumbnail on Twitch. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> Changes I mean, the stream. I, I, I don't know what resolution those are in. Presumably not very high. But yes, there's that. So that's supposedly what he did. And then also supposedly take two, uh, 2K or whoever, I always say take two, 2K sent private investigators to his house really? to find out what he was doing because of all these leaks. Okay. Supposedly. 
I mean, what what can they do? Well, it's just um, like, I used the internet, bitches. Yeah, that's that that does from this information we've got at this point. That does seem like it's like he was just using. But maybe there was like maybe he was also doing some other stuff. I mean, maybe some of his like he has a source. Yeah, maybe he also but... has like other sources, not just this Twitch thing. But yeah. then like the Twitch thing was the part that got reported re- weirdly. Uh, yeah, that seems slightly heavy-handed. Especially if, like, yeah, that route is true, because anyone could have done that. Yeah. How did he discover that? Was it in, in the... How did he discover that username again? It's in one... Like, it was in a video that they released. Oh, right. Like, just when like, you... Like, like, like a, a pop-up at some... Somewhere. A yeah. pop-up at some point said, this character just picked up an item or whatever. Right, and then he, he, and then he searched that. that through Twitch. Ha, huh. okay. Even though it's just a random jumble of letters, because at least they thought of that much. Yeah. It's not like Borderlands Dev One or anything. <laughs> right? Yeah, they tried to obfuscate it. Huh? All right. So yeah, weird Borderlands news still continues. They're still, still not ingratiating themselves to positiveness. No positivity, not positiveness. So that's, that. that's the news, I guess. That's the news. You watch any Evo? No. No? Not a thing? Why would I watch that? <laughs> it's it fun. Well, I mean, maybe I have watched some Evo accidentally through watching Smash Highlights, because those oh, are the videos probably. that I watch. Yeah, yeah, there might, there might be some Evo on that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I watched, um, was it the, the Soul Calibur 6 finals? That was fun. <laughs> That was quite quite interesting. That was actually some of the more interesting stuff to watch, actually, because I tried watching some Dragon Ball as well, and it's like Dragon Ball basically just boils down to them at, at either side just blocking relentlessly until one player makes a mistake, and then an epic combo like happens for the next thirty seconds, just like Killer Instinct, basically. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And then yeah, and you just wait for that to play out, and maybe there's some tactics involved there, like some subtle ones. It's like, oh, he's only going to use two level ones rather than a level three here, and then he's going to burn this much meter to prepare for the next thing. Because it's like as soon as the combos happen, the commentators basically know, and that's going to be a kill because yeah. they would know how exactly how much damage that's going to take and things like that. So it's, it's so it's a, that's a, I find that a slightly weird watch, other than me marveling at just how good that game looks. Yeah, I'm just sort of sat there going, "This looks amazing." To the point when Gnome didn't quite agree with me. I don't think she sort of looked at him like, "Why are they all animating weirdly?" And it's like, "No, because <laughs> that's how they're, they're specifically to animate. <laughs> yeah, animating like anime characters. It's like it's a it's a design choice." And I'm like, mm, all right, it's, it looks a bit weird. It's like <laughs> it probably looks significantly less weird than the anime. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I think it's because like everything moves at like sixty, sure. except the frames of animation, and so it looks so it looks potentially looks a bit weirdly choppy in places. And then something smooth happens, you know, like so. What? What? A bit like Cuphead, right? Cuphead looks a little odd simply mm-hmm. because like everything's animated old school, except for how things move in the scene, yeah. which is super slick. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was quite quite interesting watching. It was the first time I'd pr- probably paid attention to Samurai Showdown as well. Uh, a bit of me kind of likes that game's vibe, and that like, okay, it looks awesome and Japanese and samurai. Dem dem Yep, <laughs> which is that does a real good job of that aesthetic, which which is cool. But it's not. I think I've talked about this before, where like a bit of me likes fighting games that aren't so combo reliant that you know it's all about timing that critical hit 
or something like that, like finding the opening and just going, bam, there you go. You made yep. a mistake. I've, I've dealt with it. Um, and Samurai Showdown appears to be that. And it's like, and a bit of me was like, oh, I, I like what you're doing there. <laughs> like, I've never played any of the Samurai Showdowns. I've never played like Bushido Blade, Bushido Blade either, which is supposed to be a more extreme sort of form of this, where it's almost like one hit and you're down kind of thing, which makes yeah. sense, you know, swords. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was an interesting watch. It's like, I'm, I'm not 100% sure it's interesting, it's interesting to watch compared to a game like Soul Calibur or Tekken or some of the bigger hitters. But like from a game that I might want to actually try to play, there's a, there's a certain appeal to it. But maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> maybe. I'm kind of on a little bit of a cheapskate gamer mode at the moment because I'm going to have to start saving money in real life due to circumstance and my car being a bastard. What's wrong with your car? Well, it's been like in the shop like three times uh, in the last two weeks. Like service in MOT had to happen. That was fine. But like it had a ton of problems that just crept up over the last year. Right. Like, okay, there were the usuals. There were tires that needed doing. There were brakes that needed doing. I suppose this time that the, the problem was that there was like all of the tires needed doing and all of the brake pads had worn because they all wore at the same time. Right. All at once, like, yeah. damn it. Yeah. Um, so that all needed doing. So that was expensive. But I had drive shaft issues. I had had uh, potential for an alternator that needed to be changed. There's some, some other stuff in the engine bay that needed looking at. Um, so it was a pricey one. Needed all that. I had the classic problem where it was like, yeah, we didn't get it all done during the day. So we're going to have to, and we're going to have to order a part in. And it's like, great. So I'm driving a still not MOT'd car. It's fine. I've got a little, I had a little bit of time at that point. And it's like, still not fully MOT'd car. And I'm going to have to try and sort out taking it back to you because I'd take it a day off to leave it with them, um, uh, which was a pain in the ass. And it's like, well, I've got to come back now. Um, and then had that thing where it's like, then I ended up there and it was like, yeah, we ordered the wrong part. <laughs> it's like, so I've been, I've been sat here for like 45 minutes while Did you decide apologize? that the part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they rebooked it and they agreed to do one of those pick up and collect things on the car the next time it went in. So without me having to pay for it. So it's like, okay, great. Okay. That's something. And the part they actually were replacing it with was cheaper than the one they needed anyway, than they, that they ordered in the first place anyway. So it's oh, like, okay, so I'm actually saving a bit of money this way. That's not too bad. But now I've had the classic thing where it's like, it's been less than a week since it was last in the shop. And I've got another problem. I've very clearly got a coolant leak because the, I've I filled it up uh, not that long ago, right? Um, because it was complaining, "Hey, the coolant's low," and I'm like, "That's fine. It's been a long time since I last checked this out. I'll I'll, I'll fill it up and get some stuff, get some more coolant, and put proper coolant stuff, put it in there." And it's like that's not lasted very long, so I'm a bit pissed off that it's been like a week since it was last in the shop, and it was having a service and MOT and a health check and all that jazz, and no one cocking spot that the coolant was coming out of the thing. And it's like oh, I'm going to kick up a fuss because it's got to go in again. It's like yeah, I can't have got it like this. Yeah. So it's like that really annoys me. I hate. I'm not the sort that kicks up a fuss. I'm not. No, it's me. Like, I, it's hard to do, isn't it? Like yeah, some people I, I do it, it so naturally. You know, gnomes way better than so I am. Much, like out of it, like you know, if you're in the right and you make a fast then you get good things out of it and i just don't like doing it <laughs> yeah i know i feel like i feel like the bad guy doing it but it's like no but you're if you're doing it you you know you're definitely not the bad guy right yeah 
I hope not. I wish you wouldn't try it. But it's like, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just, yeah, it doesn't sit well for me. I don't like that sort of confrontation, no, like trying to convince either. someone that there's a that there's something they need to sort out. Like, uh, I don't know, one of my little Philips Hue motion sensors, or the one I had, uh, broke, and so I like having to sort out the. Yeah, that sort out the getting that replaced was a it's little bit of a pain. It's when it's something that's like it's... more hassle than like the thing was worth in the first place. That's when yeah. Like, that's when it's really galling. Well, man, that was a, that was a faff as well, actually, because it's like okay, convincing them to do the replacement wasn't in that for the Philips Hue sensor wasn't actually that bad. They they were like, yeah, okay, that sounds a bit wrong. We'll we'll arrange for it to get picked up. But of course, now I'm not working at home. Like actually getting like a shipment properly sent and all that kind of stuff is kind of a pain in the ass for me. So it's like. It's like okay, well, that's fine. You, we could, you can you can drop it off at a DHL service point, and uh, and it will all be sorted. And I'm like, great, no, that's fine. I can do that. There's one not that inconveniently placed. I can sort that out. A week goes by, and I get a call from DHL, so, like while I'm at work, saying, uh, "Yeah, there's a driver here to pick up your parcel." And I'm like, "Sorry, what?" <laughs> it's like, we, 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 like, "There's a driver here. We can't find your location." It's like, I sent it over a week ago. What are you doing here? We've got a booking for a pickup. Yeah, it's already gone. <laughs> what? And they just didn't get it. They didn't understand what was happening. And it's like, that parcel, you've already sent it. I dropped it with you a week ago. And now, I, to be honest, now I don't know if it's actually been sent or made it to the destination or what. <laughs> but it's like, there's another faff I have to try and explain to someone on a pay-for customer service line. Right, yeah. Hey, you guys have done cocked up again. Leave me alone. <laughs> Ugh, like modern life is idiotic. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing, I'm, That'll teach you for buying smart home shit. Uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah. As if it wasn't already enough of a hassle to set itself up oh, when you set, actually do get it. Setting it up was a was a piece of piss. Like, like the, the hue sensors are actually pretty great, other than this one breaking. But <laughs> yeah, just this this whole faffery of like, like, how hard is it to send something? And, yeah, yeah, and I got a new car insurance probably this week as well. It's my week off of work as well and i've got to deal with car insurance god damn it what do you uh, else have you got planned fun your week off i mean maybe at this point maybe car insurance <laughs> uh i don't know you, the car insurance you've got to do that dance haven't you where it's like you get your renewal through yeah and it's like yeah that, i'm not paying that i've got some i've got to get another quote from scratch and then go why can't you give me that money and then they'll be like oh let me have a little look Oh yeah, we can do that. It's like, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for wasting my time. Tits. <laughs> right, rant over. Yeah, we're doing some fun stuff. We're going to Norfolk for a couple of days. <laughs> cool. What, uh, like go, go... North Norfolk or something? North Norfolk. Yeah, we're going to North yeah. Norfolk, and we're staying in a nice, quirky hotel, sort of up that way. We'll, Chromering we'll do... it up. Yeah, this is this is like our kind of like yeah. I'm not really I'm not really supposed to be spending a huge amount of money at the moment, but like oh hey, let's uh. To have a holiday. This is, this is this is our little extravagance. Like it's not yeah. a, not really a holiday, but it's a little something. It's something, yeah. For the for the for the wedding anniversary. So it's yeah, that's nice. Uh, that's, that's yes, yeah, that's what I'm doing with me, with me break. Cool. Ranting. <laughs> I was supposed be... to be gliding this morning. That didn't this happen because of the because of the wind. Oh, it's super windy today. Yeah. Yeah. Or how come you were doing gliding? Was that like a red letter day thing? Uh, kind of, yeah. I got gifted a sort of lesson. Nice. I was like, here, here's your introduction to, to gliding. So, 
you know, I'll be getting towed up to a certain height in a glider and then let loose and fly in it for a bit. Oh, awesome. So that, 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 is, that is pretty rad, but it's like, yeah, this week's been so windy that it's like, yeah, we're, no, we're not. Oh, we can't it. do it. Well, the tow plane is out of action as a result of the wind, apparently. Right. So it's like it can't get towed up. Uh, uh, is it rescheduled then? I'm going to have to sort that as another thing to sort uh, out. Another thing. <laughs> add add to my list. Off. More admin uh, to do. A week off. I booked my MOT like an entire month in advance for a change. I was like, nice. I know it's coming. Yeah. I haven't even got the letter to remind me it's coming. I was like, oh. I'll just get ahead of the curve and book it. And then I realized like, I should have booked it a week earlier. Shit. <laughs> so I'll probably still have to go down and be like, is there any space in your schedule to move that like a week earlier? And there probably won't be by now. Oh, right. Because you're like, there's a, you were booked it a week after it rigs fires. No, it's like, well, I booked, I booked it quite close to when it rigs fires, but not super close. But then I was like, oh shit, I'm, there's no, I'm, I'm going to be alone in the house then. And chances are they'll probably try and phone the home phone and then I won't hear it. And then, and I was just like, shit. Because your mobile's bought. Yeah, because so, I don't have yeah. any other phone capability. So I'm like, well, that, I guess if I move it a week forward, that'd be good, but maybe not. So I'm going to have to go down there and see whether they have any slots left. Well, I, to be honest, the last two years, I've booked it well late and they're like, oh, we can jam it in somehow. So it's probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> they usually manage. And the fact that I booked super early might ingratiate me slightly Hmm. to getting a reschedule. It is nice that car tax is now at least automatic. Yeah. The the government has sorted that bit out nicely. Because there's not exactly any wiggle room on car tax. It's not like you can haggle that. No. No. So at least least that's one less thing to do. And you don't have to remember to get a bit of paper and put it in your windscreen. Oh yeah, yeah. They got rid of that as well. <laughs> that is very nice. Some progress. <laughs> Some amount of progress. Mm. I'm saying they should just get rid of. This is a bit political, I suppose, but they should just get rid of car tax as a concept and just tax your petrol. There you go. <laughs> tax it more. I mean, then everyone will be stealing even more petrol than they already are. Oh, yeah, you tax, you tax your heavy, your heavy road users more than your. Right, that's yeah, like right. Users. Yeah. Mm. And then you yeah. don't have to worry about car tax, and then you can save a lot of money. I don't think that's exactly why car tax exists in that form. No, it's I think there's vague elements of like. I mean, there's vague elements of like, oh, hey, car tax exists because we want to track your ass. Well, yes. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you could get that through the MOT. <laughs> well, I don't know if you do, really. I, like, I, I some, mean, you can sometimes I feel like the MOT is as official as it should be. Right. Well, <laughs> you, well I suppose because it's independ- done independently. Yeah, because really, well, really, when they're like, you have to get your MOT before you can get your tax or whatever, it's it's on the, like, I'm sure on the certain back end, it's probably just like a checkbox where it says MOT exists. <laughs> it's like there's no, there's no real information being traded between where you get your MOT and the government, apart from it happened. <laughs> I'm wondering if this is the most ranty and least video game related podcast we've ever done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've had an equally large rant about MOTs on the previous year when we had MOTs. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It sounds a lot more grown up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a scary thought. You've been having MOTs what if we become... since you're like 17, though, haven't you? Well, sure. Mm. Well, I think. Car since you, I could. Assuming you were the one dealing with it way in that early years, you may not have been. 
I probably wasn't dealing with insurance when I was that yeah. young. Not until I was like 21, I don't think, because like yeah. my car wasn't at uni for. Oh no, probably until I was 20, actually. Yeah, then because yeah. my car did come to uni with me then, and it's like, all right, I got to deal with this stuff now. <laughs> don't buy a Punto. Do not buy a Fiat Punto. Terrible vehicles. <laughs> Rob, what have you been playing? Ah, oh, what's this? A video game, I smell. The same video game. The same video game. Yeah, it's getting quite stale. And <laughs> it's a good. It's a good thing I've managed to work my way through it. Then <laughs> I Just finished it earlier today. <laughs> in Excellent. fact, to the wire. Uh, yeah, Yakuza Kiwami. I finished it, and uh, uh, I remain pretty positive on it. Like all the way through, it's like I think, uh, I think as I went through it, it was one of those games where I the problems began to highlight themselves a little more obviously as the further through it you get. Like as the AI gets, as the fights get harder, and as the uh, the the combat difficulty starts to increase, you start to notice that hey, the AI can do things you can't, and they and they. They, certain moves they have randomly seem to armor up every now and then, and certain moves they have can randomly have different effects. Or the way they dodge seems to be a lot more artificial than perhaps it feels like you can dodge. You know that kind of like the way they circle around you and stuff right. like that. There's there's elements of that where it starts to feel a little bit like okay, this this, this feels this is quite frustrating and. Uh, the rules aren't quite so balanced because a bit of me was playing it like, and it's like this, I mean, it feels good enough that you can sort of, it feels a bit like a fighting game, right? Like a proper one-on-one fighting games. Cause a lot of the fights are one-on-one and yeah, you're just indeed. like, yeah. And so there's a certain to and fro that generally feels pretty good. Mm. Um, there's a certain amount of pattern recognition and knowing, learning your enemies' moves and learn, learning when to strike and when to hold back and when's a good idea. Just just like let them do their combo <laughs> while you run away for a bit. And uh, uh, and it doesn't... But yeah, when you, sometimes when you strike and you, know, you just get this white flash of armor around the enemy and you're like, well, balls, their move's still going to activate. Like, I haven't interrupted them because for some reason they've armored up throughout this attack and it doesn't always armor up through this attack so i don't know if i should ever attack through this attack <laughs> should, right, can i ever rely on interruptions it. yeah but you can't i i couldn't figure out a pattern to it mm. um and it's uh i've done enough fights against majima now to sort of notice that like he's one of the characters that that, that seems to have these rules and that i can't fathom and it's like and i've i've probably thought for him like so many times at this point, and I still can't work it out. That it's just from watching you play it a bit, considering that you that he specifically you fight him a lot, so much, even and, if, and increasingly if, much as it goes on. Like towards the end, like Majima is the guy I'm fighting more than the goons on the street. Even though he does like have different forms and stuff, but like for him specifically, they maybe shouldn't have given him quite so many health bars. Oh, he is, how yeah. many times you fight him he is the one character that I've seen where he has the maximum health bar by the time you reach like triple S Majima rank like which is the highest you can go like he has like six health bar, six full health bars or something like that and those I mean, fights seems, those fights can get long seems really kind of unnecessary for that guy specifically who you're already fighting a dumb yeah 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 <laughs> it gets it gets ridiculous but 
uh, it kind of makes sense because like he's supposed to be the guy that's training you up to be the like the strongest you can <laughs> sure. so he has to be the strongest rival um to the point where after you've like fought him a bit like nothing else like to the level i had nothing else in the game is as much of a challenge as majima mm. like like the, the end boss although dramatic and stuff like that he, and relatively difficult to actually land hits. He didn't have a lot of health compared to Majima, so you only had to hit him a few times, really. I, I you know, I did the thing where I mostly max leveled. Well, I, I leveled out most of the ability trees like a long, long time ago, but it was just the Dragon mm. of Dojima stuff that I had to engage with Majima and Komaki to actually level up. So I was, engage- I was doing that stuff quite a lot, and... By the time you're getting close to maxing out Dragon of Dojima, that style gets so overpowered. Like, your just your general punches end up being way stronger than any of the other styles. Um, you gain evasion ability and counter options that the other styles don't don't offer. One of which is incredibly powerful: uh, the Tiger Drop. It's like if you read any FAQ, and which I, which I have done a few times, they all say, the, the, "Well, the best the best quote I read was there are two styles of combat in this game." Before Tiger Drop and after Tiger Drop, <laughs> and they're, they're not entirely wrong. Once you have the Tiger Drop ability, um, which you, you basically stand there and wait for someone to come at you, and if you press Triangle at the right time, you do an incredibly damaging Insta Punch against them, and you can pretty much use that almost at any time, provided you get your timing right. And it's yeah, okay. Occasionally, boss characters like Majima and stuff will armor against it, but you'll still do the damage. So, uh, so it ends up being quite ridiculous, um, and you've got some other options, and it makes the again, I guess, playing into the game's story that I kind of like about the Dragon of Dojima style. Anyway, like, but by the end, you've regained the strength you had from ten years ago, and so it kind of makes sense that if you put the effort in, that that combat style becomes ridiculously powerful. Uh, but you do have to put some work in, um, and this is where I think I started mentioning this last time that you know the problem with the Majima everywhere system is a lot of it is random how you encounter Majima and how you um uh yeah how he appears in the world and things like that is, is randomized but abilities are locked behind meeting him in certain conditions hmm. so there was a really early skill that I still didn't have because I just hadn't met Majima in a in his um slugger form just casually in town for like hours upon hours upon hours. So I couldn't do heat actions, which is one of the core combat components in the Dragon of Dojima style until pretty much the end of the game because <laughs> I just hadn't seen him in that form in a certain way. And it's like, that's quite annoying because the moment I got that, I was able to progress a lot further. Some A lot of the fights became a lot easier because I could use the abilities that required heat energy and things like that. And it's... Uh, so the, the, it has those limitations at times where it's just I'd, I'd rather not rely on random I'd, ho- I'd quite like the game to like oh you're clearly waiting you, you clearly need this ability because it's low in the tree and it's quite an important one oh, why don't I skew it so you see that guy um, rather than giving you forms that don't actually get you that you won't gain much from mm. it's like yeah perhaps they should have tuned that a little bit um but hey, that system's generally very good. I did, I did enjoy it quite a lot. Like, pretty much every encounter from Majima is great, um, which makes me excited for Yakuza Zero because I think Majima is one of the playable characters. 
Are you, so it's so like, what's are, your plan? Are you going to play? You oh, I'm going to have a break. Like I've put yeah, like 50, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've put like 50 hours into Kill Army, so I'm going to like, I'm going to play something else for a while. But do you have any interest in uh, what is it? Judgment. Um, yeah, I think I. It, it looks interesting. It does look interesting. It's a different take, like because obviously you're a different character and you're coming at it from a different angle, and it's um, still mm. set in Camarocho, so it's still the same environment and things like that. But uh, like I. Uh, I've watched reviews and footage of it and things like that, and it looks similar but different enough that it still seems intriguing. Because I, I don't know I like their cheesy storytelling. I like their yeah <laughs> soap opera style. Um, although I would I will say that like by the end of it, I was getting a little lost with the number of twists between the various Yakuza families and alliances and mm. what have you and they were all trying to play off each other and then pretty much everyone at the end was coming i knew you were doing this from the start mm. <laughs> this was my plan all along and 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 it's so convoluted that like you can't help but just raise an eyebrow and go really really did you all of this was planned was it and you're still gonna die and like you, you've only turned up now to have a fight at the end you haven't been involved in this story at all and now you're here that was your plan really genius plan yeah just it's so yeah and you know some classic moments where it's like oh the main characters should have all died right about now but they're all fine (laughs) you know the person that needed to die died but with the guys right next to them being no we haven't got a scratch we're good (laughs) there's a lot of moments like that it's really dumb but i kind of love it yeah, so I'm I'm definitely interested in playing the other games. Like I think I'm if I do when I do play Judgment or Yakuza Six, they changed graphics engine for those to the point where like you know I've got used to the clean sixty frame mm. rate you get out of uh, oh, Kiwami and Zero. Sort of yeah, they've they've up, and... absolutely they've upped their fidelity a lot, but it runs at thirty, and, mm. oh, and it's like I don't know I I don't know if I want to make that sacrifice. Like I'm quite happy with how it looks right now, and it's. It's not I mean, the best looking not... game by a long shot, but it's like, but it's it's that Sega feel, and it's like they've moved away right. from that Sega feel in 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 Six and Judgment, a sort of bloodline all the way from sort of AM2 kind of stuff. Kinda, yeah. It's got it's definitely got that. And this, this, yeah, there's just there's just some really stupid stuff in there that it's just like that's such a throwback that you're like, yeah, yeah, all right, I, I, <laughs> you're still making games like this. And but and I love that, and I didn't. I, I kind of don't want that to change because it's just it, it, it. This game feels retro in the right ways when it wants to. It's like it's, and and that makes sense because it's you know it's a remake, I guess. But mm. it's it's a cool thing. It's a uh, yeah. It's a little shame, that, as I say, that the pacing was a little off towards the end. But and. Uh, I think it suffers a little bit from, well, as I think about it, like it suffers a little bit from the Red Dead problem in that there's a lot of stuff in there that is not worth engaging in. <laughs> like there's, there's so many like mini games. It's like, you want to go play competitive Mahjong? Yeah, you can. You want to pl- spend a ridiculous amount of time at a blackjack table? Yeah, you can. But why? Um, yeah. There's kind of a but why mm. to a lot of it. Um, it's nice to know it's there, but... Think about Red Dead was like all that stuff is there, uh, but like 
you don't there's enough you know you don't actually do it do you or maybe you do once but i mean yeah you try it out you have a look and see what it is and it's like yeah none of that stuff is done with you know with the fidelity obviously that a red dead tried to do it and it's like Um, yeah but there's still like i don't know i don't i don't really want to go play silo or what mm. <laughs> although i suppose it's the first time i've actually tried to play competitive mahjong and good god that game is complicated mm. i still don't understand what i'm doing i lose every time it's like like on the surface it's fairly simple but it's got a lot of rules it's not like like mahjong puzzle tower things those are nice and easy but like yeah this is like mahjong solitaire or whatever it's actually called but yeah, compared to Mahjong, boy, what ridiculous game that is. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's got a lot of that stuff that I don't really care for all that much, but some of it's interesting. Like the pocket stadium, like the little pocket car racing thing they have in there where you're supposed to put parts on your car and then you set it loose on a on a plastic track to see if it beats your rivals it's like that ends up actually being somewhat engaging for a while while you mm. like you have to try and figure out what customization what combination of equipment on this car is going to make you win the race and certain combinations will work better and if you get it slightly wrong your car's either going to be too slow or will fly off the track and it's like oh that's actually kind of i don't know there's something to that mm. um, but again that goes on perhaps a little too long than it needed to <laughs> There's perhaps a little too much to that than there should be. I think some of it outstays its welcome, I guess is what I'm getting at. Some of yeah, it, some yeah. of it like was was just a little bit too bloated. Um they could have scaled back quite happily. Um and still made a long and very satisfying games. There's the pool and there's a terrible billiards and pool simulator in there that's actually not not very good at all. But they gotta put it in there. But they put it in there, yeah. And you can and there's hey, darts. Nico. As well, there's freaking darts. And bowling, yes, you can actually go. And bowling, yes, you can actually go bowling. And that's okay, I suppose. That's a relatively, you know, it's what you expect a bowling sim to be. At least they're not constantly ringing you up trying to get you to go bowling. <laughs> no, they're not. I got like one email from Majima saying, let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> and that was about it. Uh, that's kind of pretty much all I've been doing the last two weeks. Just trying to mm. really... Oh, no, that's a lie. <laughs> Wipeout Omega Collection came out on PS Plus. Oh, yeah. So I've been catching up, playing a bit of... Was was it Wipeout 2097 or whatever the... Which one? The it? PSP, the, the like weird yeah, Formula the one, 1 kind of one. Uh, I don't know if it's Formula 1-y or what, but like it's the one that's sort of like the prequel, like the earliest yeah, one in that's the Wipeout what I mean. season. Yeah, so I've been going through that campaign. Because um, that feels quite different, I would say. It does, yeah. It's, I don't. I, I mean, I'm like I haven't quite worked my way up to the faster speeds yet, so I'm not getting that that wipeout rush, and it's quite easy at this point. Um, I haven't basically unlocked anything. I'm still. It's a, it's a you know you've got to do the slow grind in these games uh, to work your way up, but you know it's a quite a nice looking thing. You know, it's not graphically. Uh, Technically amazing, but you know, 4K 60 holds some power. Yeah, it looks like cool. Like true native 4K 60, it's like it's quite, it's quite, it's quite nice. Especially the probably the tracks in 2048 or whatever it is are the nicest looking because they're like 
they're not it's just new york isn't it like with yeah it's interesting like because yeah it's interesting because they're like those they like unlike the other wipeouts if these tracks aren't purpose built they're kind of retrofits around cities and things like that so there's a lot of there's a lot of multiple paths and a lot of um stuff just on the track the track's yeah. quite complicated um which I don't know if is a good thing or not, because like the visual style at times makes it actually kind of hard to see some of the obstacles um, and some of the turns. And the boost pads on the floor don't glow quite as much no, as they normally do. No, they're not do. as obvious, are they? They're quite, they're, yeah, they're re- relatively hard to spot. Um, so it's... I don't know. I find it. I find it interesting. I like the sound design and like all that stuff. Like where you hit the boost pads and you get the sort of like with surround sound on like the the sound suddenly shifts to the rear when you hit the boost so it's like woof, every time you hit them which is really cool yeah that's and, cool uh, um yeah it, it does some some of the classic music warping and things like that when you're in the air and it's like all that stuff's still cool and you know the 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 general style of wipeout shines through as it should it'd be so cool if it could like do the music warping and stuff on like just your Spotify tracks or whatever. Oh, that would be so cool. Because it doesn't, obviously it doesn't have all of the awesome classic licensed music, but you know, there's some great playlists on Spotify that you can just play. Yeah. I'm not sure it even has the same soundtrack that HD and Fury had, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, Because it's always the hardest part, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some, Some of the tracks from those from specifically from Fury are brilliant. Um, it's annoying because you just want people to like re-release like Tony Hawk's two and three or whatever it with is, the original with, soundtrack, but yeah. it's just never going to happen. No, it's so difficult. Well, they're not going to put the money into acquiring those licenses again. Even no. though you'd think those licenses would be cheaper to acquire now, you think so? Yeah, I guess it's getting them all together. Mm. Probably does cost quite a bit to do a soundtrack like that, but. You can run in a cyclone. Triple overdose, then it's the zone. <laughs> so Wipeout was all the cold fusion stuff, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah cold, cold fusion and um, some Chemical Brothers uh, yeah. and Paul Van Dyke in Wipeout 3. Um, there were some highlights there. Uh, had Noisia in Prodigy. Fury that I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, there's some Prodigy. I think Prodigy actually is in, there might He's be a Prodigy there. track in, in the Mega Collection. Oh, that's um, good. We've got to have one. Uh, but yeah, that thing seems all right. Seems all right. Yeah, I mean, it's just good to be able to play Wipeout, right? And on a, oh yeah, on a big TV. Man, it's like it's been quite a while since I played Fury hmm. um, on PS3. So like picking it up again, I'm just like, oh yeah, Wipeout's great. Mm. <laughs> like it's really great. Why the hell haven't they made another Wipeout? Come on! I guess they've kind of done it though, haven't they? I mean. And the I studio's mean, gone, so... Yeah. The studio, wow. the studio tried to make another way out and failed. The studio made Pacer, as it's now called, so we'll check back in with that at some point. If that's actually become good. Last time I ranted about it um, on the Steam forums, someone actually said, you should try it now, it's better than it was. <laughs> oh, okay. So, we shall see. I think I was shouting the virtues of Red Out at the time, saying, hey, Red, Out, Red Out's one of the better ones. <laughs> also not the best comparison, though. No, but Red Out is one of the better recent future races. It seems to be so hard to get the feel right. It is, yeah. It's, it's a super so difficult hard. thing. 
what was it? What was oh, was it? Anti- I might have been on the forums of Anti Graviator or something where I was talking about how to make this game work because mm. <laughs> it just sort of didn't for me. That didn't that didn't land right either. Mm. Um, and I've sort of fallen off grip, even though the recent updates seem for the best. Like it's it, that grip hasn't, hasn't has never grabbed me. It hasn't got its grip on me. Uh, <laughs> well, that was a different yeah. kind of game, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not like a proper anti-grav racer. It's not quite the same, but the future racer of sorts. But didn't didn't really work for me. Uh, yeah. It'd be nice to be nice for Nintendo to put out an F Zero. <laughs> yep. That's that where this is all going. Nintendo slash Sega <laughs> or whoever. I mean, at this point, I kind of just w- like want anyone to like try with Nintendo's blessing. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Amusement, I mean, amusement vision aren't a thing anymore, so it's going to be a bit. It's, you know, you can't recreate that same F Zero GX magic. I don't think. But hey, like all of the F Zero games have a certain brilliance to them, so Agreed. it's like. Like Nintendo just overseeing another one of those, I think it's almost guaranteed to come up with the goods. Guaranteed. Although, you know, Star Fox Zero did happen, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And that was a platinum joint, so anything can happen. <laughs> I mean... Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell if it's... If it's definitely gonna, you know, if it's not gonna happen on, if it's gonna happen or not, isn't it? Because it's like, they it's could... weird for them to sit on an IP like yeah. that for so long, especially the way they've been churning for all the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're even bringing back Metroid of all things. You know, it's like that's never been a huge. I don't think Metroid's ever been a massive seller for them, has it? But Metroid has existed more frequently than F Zero. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> like three wasn't that long ago, relatively speaking, compared to F Zero. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose in the same space of... Well, since F-Zero GX, there have been three Metroid games on main consoles alone. It, it, that's even if we're ignoring the crappy DS spin-offs. Yeah. Well, apart from that Metroid 2 remake, that's supposed to be good. Yeah. Man, F-Zero needs some love. Yeah, I'm never going to stop saying it until it, de- until it happens. <laughs> oh, hey, if they put out... Uh, actually, actually, shout out to Fast RMX, because that's the closest we've got to an F-Zero game for a long time. Mm. If there's another one of those coming, I will be very happy. <laughs> well, you would think that would just, at this point, that's got to be what they do. Yeah, because Nintendo got behind Fast Racing Neo in a fairly big way. I think they sort of realized that there's like, oh, hey, this is like F-Zero. And now they have even more literal precedent of like Cadence of Hyrule and all that. Where yeah, like, sure. Just give the license to an indie oh, studio. Man, yeah. Who cares? If, if they gave F-Zero to the studio that made Fast RMX. Problem solved. <laughs> I want to play some Fast now. I'm sure you do. <laughs> fast was excellent. Terrible name, but good game. Right, is I'm that up. yeah, it's time for you, Zeg. What have you been playing? Well Um I played some Smash Brothers, I guess. Mm. <laughs> also immediately before this podcast, but also in general. Yeah, because Heroes out. Because the hero came out. Mm. 
The generically named guy. Yeah, generically named Dragon Quest dude. Yep. And he's a hella overpowered and unnecessarily complicated. Is it a bayonet all over again? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but always in exactly the same way. Which is like everything's slightly too complicated and and just generally overpowered anyway. Maybe it's not as complicated as Bayonetta with the like the way you have to play Bayonetta with, where like unlike the rest of Smash Brothers, Bayonetta actually has combos. <laughs> And there's actually things that you have to think about in that aspect to continue a string of hits. But the hero just has a lot of, like, always too many different options and too many, like, things that do different things. Because, like, almost all of his all of his moves are, like, charge moves. <laughs> like, even his up B, his recovery move, is a charge move that has three different levels, Wait, depending really? on how long you charge. It's like, I mean, like, Diddy Kong, I guess. Right, but does that affect the height of the recovery? Yeah, it well? changes the height of the recovery, but it's in, huh. like, three distinct steps. Interesting. Rather than, okay. like, Diddy Kong, where it's, like, however long you charge it, it's just how far the barrel goes. Hmm. But there's that, and then his, like, neutral B, like, projectile magic, that's a charge move. And then his other... That's kind of okay, though. I don't well, yeah, those. that's just, yeah. like, standard. There's always one of those. Yeah. But then his other... I think it must be it must be side B. His other side B magic, that's also a charge move. Hmm. That's a lot of charge. <laughs> so basically, all, three out of the four of his, of his B attacks are charge moves, and then the down B is the one that brings up the goddamn menu, and then you have to navigate a menu to choose which of the special powers you're going to use. And that menu is randomized. So you have to oh, even wait, like really? perceive what's on that menu before you can even just select it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's totally impractical, but yep. amazing. So I mean, is that that random you were talking about yes. earlier? Yeah, okay. Why everyone's considering banning from Pro Smash <laughs> get him out of there. Because <laughs> they already don't like Game and Watch and his nines. So not really. People are okay with that. Yeah. But having this whole fucking but- command menu thing. And also just some of the shit that you can do with that command menu is kind of overpowered in itself. Like there's just, well, one of the command menu moves he has, it's basically sort of like the death scythe where it will just kill you, except it's random based on the enemy's percentage of damage. Oh, so well, it bit, can just like, totally bit, kill you at like 20. <laughs> well, a bit like Final Fantasy death. Yeah. Like, like level death. Pretty much. Huh. You just die sometimes. It's like people definitely don't like that. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that rubs me up the wrong way a bit. I can understand that one. Interesting, but I don't think I'd want to play it against it, especially. No. And you'd be like, what just happened? Yes, what just happened might be one of the problems with that. Where you're just like, yeah. it's, He's got like 30 different moves in that command menu and they all do different things. Are they, are they really like... Like, what other things like we got in there? And literally one of those command menu options is just a random effect command. So within that random, <laughs> there's also another layer of random where you can just, like, sometimes you'll get big, sometimes you'll be slow. <laughs> just like, no one's actually going to use that in competitive, of course, because no, that would be right, So it's like an item, a random item. Yeah, really, it's like it? you just get a random item, except it's not, it's the effect rather than the item. Right. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> No one's actually going to use that in competitive, but there's a lot of other ones where it's just like there's that there's that the, the instant kill is the main one that everyone doesn't like. Mm. There's one that just lets you recover from anywhere. You just teleport back onto the middle of the stage. Wow! <laughs> but that must be really tricky 
in the heat of a moment. Well, right? yeah, you have to be like going into your command menu and hoping it's there. And if it's not there, you have to like close and reopen that command menu to re-roll before you fall off the bottom of the screen. Oh, or whatever. right. So you can't like just like it's not just that every command is there and you have to dig. It's like there's a random assortment. Yeah, there's only four, there's like com- a four commands in that window, and huh, it's randomized okay. every time you open it. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, okay. I imagined it was like a quite a complex nested thing. <laughs> no, it's but, not like a tree. Hmm. That would be way. But yeah, there's that move. There's there's two different versions of what is essentially the Wii Fit Trainer's power up deep breathing thing. Okay. One where you where it is basically just deep breathing. You just get strong for a while. Right. And one where it's sort of like the effect of Incineroar's Revenge, where your next attack just gets strong. Okay. Yeah. And then I almost forgot, but on top of all this random, he also just has random critical hits on his smash attacks. <laughs> Wait, what? So sometimes you just do a crit and it does more damage. <laughs> oh boy. Well, okay, I kind of don't mind that so much, but like if it was a not a super not a ridiculous effect. If like if it was a bit <laughs> It is kind of ridiculous though. Right. I think I've seen like like, oh, like it occasionally goes <laughs> Yeah, like it is that. Oh man. But like I think I've already seen a clip where where someone the one the person playing hero comes back from spawns in <laughs> from being dead. The enemy is on like twenty percent health. He just forward smashes. He gets a crit and it just kills the enemy Whoa. <laughs> from like twenty from just a forward smash. It's like that's kind of ridiculous. That's a bit much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to balance that. At least they've been relatively more proactive, I think, this time in balancing. Sure, but I don't know if you can balance this character that with well that, with this. We, yeah, not without a bit of an overhaul. Yeah, there's too many like nested things that make it so ridiculously. Well, at least it's interesting. Well, that is the yeah. thing about it. It is a very interesting character. Yeah. It does have a lot of content, I guess you'd yeah. say, built into this one character. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just maybe not any, maybe not good at a competitive. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe yeah, too good at a competitive. The, like not someone you necessarily choose. <laughs> For us, it might be quite fun, right? Like with sure. the way we play. Yeah. I still think we're in the minority, to be honest. Like the way we yeah, do it. Pretty like, much. I, I, played, I did play some Smash over the last couple of weeks, like with, with someone I hadn't really played Smash with before, and they were like, "Yeah, we play five stock." I'm like five stock, okay. It's like at least play three. Five takes too long. Yeah, we were playing it four player as well. well okay. four, four player, five stock. Well, maybe it takes even longer, which is even more random. I but suppose. you just die quicker. Yeah, yeah, you could stuff is like it softens the blow a little bit of like something odd happening that you could like or some, some four player madness happening mm. but uh yeah they, they didn't have any of the dlc while i was playing it so it's like a, like and hero was out at that point and i'm like oh yeah we can play as heroes like yeah we've got it yeah. like, oh, all right this is a point yeah <laughs> so, so i still haven't played it but i imagine we will later yeah i guess so yeah <laughs> speaking about things we're going to play and yeah, so that's that. Wait until Banjo. Yeah, wait until whenever that is in autumn, which would probably be, hmm, I don't know, November. <laughs> I'm gonna hazard a guess and say it's gonna be quite late in autumn. Yeah, there's two more characters still are announced. Yeah, when are we gonna get the next one of them? When's the next big event that Nintendo could announce? I guess they just do TG- direct, so it's like TGA? whenever they might turn up at TGA. I guess. It'll be a whole year since Smash released. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess if they want to do an anniversary thing. Yeah. But that'd be December, right? So, uh, 
yeah I, uh, maybe late sort of mid to late november so maybe when banjo launches they'll be like do a do a do a crossover with yeah. like, and this is the next character I mean, that would be the obvious thing to do but yeah. we thought they were going to do that with jake and they didn't really <laughs> no that's true they waited until e3 which made more sense i guess so there's that there's smash Bros. uh and we already briefly mentioned I played Rocket League, as I, as I tend to. <laughs> as tends to happen. Yeah. And I still couldn't just I still couldn't prevent myself from playing on a Friday. And then, oh, no, Lemon Day. Yeah, they got annoyed by lemons. <laughs> Actually, I also played on Saturday. And I was like, is this better? No. <laughs> this is equivalent to Friday. <laughs> Everyone's still drunk. Um, I can attest to the fact that I was a little bit drunk on a Saturday. So, yeah, yeah, that's that, that follows. And then, I mean, basically all I played was what I said I was going to play last episode. I just played a ton of auction, not included. Now the launch patch happened. Launch patch, version one. Yep. It's out. It's new stuff. It's quite, out. Game quite of, a lot of new stuff. It's game of 2019. Yep, that also added to the list. <laughs> Add it to our ever tiny list. But yeah, the new, um, you know, obviously I was more interested in the new stuff because I've already played the game quite a lot. But like, it's weird. Like some of the new stuff seems sort of like too easy. But then I, you know, I obviously I've just played the game a lot. So I, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. That kind of helps. But in some of there's certain things where it's just like, why is this like this? Because it seems too easy. Like when you... When you dig all the way down to the bottom of the map and there's the oil biome where you get oil, mm. that's sort of, I, you know, I guess, technically that's sort of mid-game, but it's a little more like late mid-game, I guess, moving towards the end game. But when you get down there, now a new there's a new resource that spawns in the oil biome, which is lead. So it's just like it's another metal. And at first I was like, oh, it's just another metal. And maybe it has some different thermal properties and that kind of stuff because mm. everything, all, all the elements have different properties. I was like, well, so, okay, so what can you do with lead? But it turns out that when when you get lead on the map and you mine it, it comes out as a refined, what is classed as a refined metal, not an ore. Mm-hmm. Which means that you're basically getting free refined metal. Because not like when you're doing like power cables or the higher powered power cables, you need refined metal. So normally you're like, you dig up the iron ore, you run it through the refinery, which generates a shit ton of heat, you get the iron, and then you use that for your cabling. Mm. You just go and mine lead, you're just getting refined metals for free, so there's no refining step, and there's tons of it. (laughs) Right, yeah, so you don't need to worry about heat so much. Well, apart from going into the oil line, I guess, but hopefully you've sealed that off with some kind of door system. (laughs) Right. But it's just like there's just tons of lead down there. It's really dense, so you get like a lot of it per tile as well. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, this is just free free cabling. Mm-hmm. But how much work do you have to put to get to that point, though, in fairness? I mean, you could just dig straight down, and that's pretty much it. Oh, right. It's not even that difficult, technically, if you're not too worried about the heat leaking out and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of weird to me, but I don't I mean, I guess it is sort of mid-game and... It is just a matter of like the balance of you're not having to refine it. You're not having to introduce this extra heat and occupy time to basically just get metal. Mm. I mean, I suppose technically the other way to just do that is just to go to the space layer and just pick up all the iron that just comes out of asteroid uh, meteorites all the time because that's pre-refined as well. Mm. That was the old way to get basically free refined metal. 
there's that. But yeah, there's several other things where it's just like, this balance seems like it's a bit easy. Like there's one of the new biomes has a new creature in it, this little sort of rat thing that just wanders around. But well, I guess it's a rat squirrel because it picks up like seeds and plants them in the ground, like mm. a kind of like a squirrel does and buries the seeds. But the thing about that is that when it plants the seed and the plant grows nat- wild, basically plants growing wild grow for free. Like they don't require any resources, huh. but they grow like four times as slow. Right, right. But for free. <laughs> so if you can get one of these like creatures to just wander around an open area of the map and just plant a bunch of plants you're just getting free stuff hmm. so it's like that's kind of a weird balance can you trap it well yeah you can enclose it in a room with and some then, doors and, and then just chuck some seeds out yeah that's why that's basically what i did on one of my bases because there's an, also a new plant that like consumes carbon dioxide and releases oxygen which you think would be what all plants do but it's just this one specific plant <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time a plant actually does that in this game amazing <laughs> but yeah i was like I could plant those plants in an actual farm plot, but then I'd have to spend water to, to keep them alive. Whereas if I just dump them, dump these seeds on the ground and let this rat thing plant them, it's free. They're as quarter of as, as effective, but it's free. Hmm. I'm not spending water. So basically my base, I've never had to build like a carbon scrubber because the bottom area of my base just has all these plants in that just absorb all the carbon dioxide as it goes down there. Enough that I don't haven't had to worry about it. So yeah, the new stuff is interesting, but I you know, to me seems easy. But conversely, the thing some of the things that aren't easy is the new map generation. Now that you have now that they've sort of made it because I played that ice map before and I talked about in the beta. Sure. Now that they've sort of made that an official system where there's like nine different types of asteroid that you can start on, and they have different biomes available and different other conditions i've played some of those and some of those are quite difficult that's for sure i played i i played the new ice asteroid except it's not what i thought it was going to be because previously the ice asteroid was it was just the ice biome the whole asteroid was just ice and you had your little starting pocket in the middle the the new ice asteroid it has most of the normal biomes so like the slime biome and the acid biome and all that stuff and still, some like, the, some, still have a very slime biome and some of the other new biomes like the forest biome or whatever it looks mostly like a normal map except the entire map is just the temperature is just set to like minus twenty so all of the new biomes that would normally have their own specific temperatures mm. like the caustic biome is normally about 40 degrees and the, like the tree the forest biome is like 20 everything is just minus 20 so anything that would be in those biomes that can't survive at minus 20 just doesn't exist huh. and then obviously your starting area is this tiny pocket of like heat and immediately the cold just starts coming and then mm. you have to basically rush insulation because otherwise you're won't be able to grow any food because all the heat goes out. So it's sort of the same, but not quite the same. Hmm. And actually, arguably more difficult because in the old version, the ice biome was sort of separated by a impervious wall, whereas in this one, the heat, the cold just comes for comes you immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and there's but there's Frost also punk. yes, frostpunk not included. There's also the hot equivalent of that, where the entire map is just hot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which is probably actually way more difficult. Yeah. 
keeping a little bit of heat in to grow crops is quite easy, but keep getting enough heat out to grow crops is quite a lot more difficult and more more processes need to be involved. So that's the map I've mainly been playing, the heat, the heat map. That was quite a... It was like you had to rush for insulation to prevent a lot of the heat getting in, but also rush for cooling technology, which luckily... I mean, I guess I kind of cheaped it a little bit, but through the random printing prod, printing pod delivery, I got like a bunch of ice and there's a machine, the ice fan that you can feed ice into and it cools the area around it down slightly, very slowly, not very effective. But the fact that I had any ice available at all, because there's also an ice machine that you can run power into to make ice. Yeah, you mentioned. Which basically means you can sort of transfer heat because you... The ice machine makes heat, but makes ice. And then you take that ice and use the ice fan to make that area cold instead. So you're sort of moving heat in a very manual labor kind of way. Mm. So that's how you're meant to do that. But the fact that you got ice through the printing pod means you don't have to have the ice maker part of that. So it's essentially just coldness for free. (laughs) So that's how I survived for a while. But then I was like, okay, I have to rig up a pipe system up to the top. Because... I sort of realized what people were complaining about in a thread I was reading about the nerf to the plants that absorb heat and and the various new map biomes. Because re- realistically, if you haven't got an ice biome to dump heat into, like this hot map where everything's hot, there's only like two ways to get rid of heat. And that kind of sucks because it's like a very limited option. Mm. You have the steam engine, which is like the late game way of getting rid of heat. You just pump the heat into a bunch of steam and then the steam engine deletes the heat as it creates electricity. And then the slightly more early game option is to vent to space, which is what I ended up having to do on this map, where I basically rushed a ladder up to space and then built a little automated system where you just fill a room with like ethanol because that was because mainly because ethanol is basically free because that comes from trees. You can refine the trees and turn it into ethanol, and there was just trees all over the place. I was like, oh, free. That's just free resources, so I'll just use that. I don't mind wasting it by pumping it into space. Fill a room full of ethanol, vent the heat into there until it gets to a certain point, and then just open the door and let it waft away. <laughs> so that's what I had to do initially. But now I'm now I'm all steam engines, and it's like admittedly there was still, you know, some element of solving the puzzle where I had to iterate this design several times and like the first one i made has just broke because it, it's not actually correctly configured so it's now i'm now actually having to rebuild that i was like it's going to break eventually and then it did and then another one that i built that one started to take damage and i'm like oh yeah that i can see where i've cut that up but i think i finally got a design where it's like this can't possibly fail and now i can just build this design over and over famous last words yeah <laughs> so there's, there's you know that base is it's been quite slow at the start, getting through the heat phase, but now my base is starting to cool and I'm like, okay, now I've got now I've got this steam engine design. Now I can just replicate that wherever I need cooling. And that's more or less this map is now stable, so now I'm thinking about the space situation. Right, see see what they really need to do to solve the heat problem, apparently. Apparently. Is uh have a have a have a few fights. And then, despite <laughs> your heat, at critical moments, you press triangle to perform a heat action. Yep. And <laughs> but yeah, the fact that there are basically and then, and then the yakas aren't included. Yes, the fact that there basically are only those two options for getting rid of heat. Now that I've now that I've perceived that problem due to this map being full of heat, it's like that does kind of suck. 
feel like there could be slightly more interesting ways to deal with that. Hot tubs. Although also it would be nice if there was a slightly more like I don't know if you call it like built-in way to vent the space because having to build this whole like automated system with all its like little triggers and latches to open doors and stuff at certain temperatures. I mean mm. that's kind of a nice puzzle in some ways, but I feel like you could just maybe have a more early game version of that where it's just like a building. <laughs> Right. Where you just put down a building that absorbs heat and then vents shit out into space. Yeah, yeah, absorbs it into some nearby rocks or something, and then just yeah, or you, or you just feed rocks. it some kind of material. Yeah, 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 some something to automate it a little nicer for you. Yeah, at least in the early game. Yeah, like like how like the ice not, machine is yeah, the early game cooling. It's not hugely effective. You can build your own that's much better, but yeah, yeah, that that seems seems to give you the idea. Yeah, that too, sort of make it more obvious that there is another option than yeah. just the steam engine. It's just the player that this can work. But yeah, and then I haven't yet played, but I did briefly look at the even more difficult map than the heat map, which is the very heat map where you right. like basically immediately outside your, because on the, on the hot map, the one that I'm playing, it's, it's like everything is 40 degrees mm. or 35 too hot to grow normal plants. So that's the problem there. The very hot map is like every, you have your. It's slightly more favored to the starting biome where the starting biome is the usual temperature, like 20 degrees. But immediately outside that is just a desert. So it's just a bunch of sand. And that's all 80 degrees. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> and that's not just a problem for the heat leaking in, but 80 degrees is so hot that, like, if you're actually walking around out there without any protection, you actually take damage. Mm. So actually going out there to mine. You're starting to run into the problem. You, they could, your duplicates could potentially actually take damage from the heat. So I don't know. You know that map seems kind of crazy. You get like cryo suits. Well, you just get the envir- environmental protection suit at a certain point, but that's quite. Mm. That's like a mid-game item. Mm. You need to do quite a lot of research. You need to have survived for a certain period of that game to get to that point. So you need to run out there, take some damage, get some stuff, and come back. And yeah. Them and... I mean, theoretically, it probably wouldn't be too bad. You could like mine a little bit of the passage each day or something. Mm. It'd be like your experience of like how much radiation you take. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And. Apart from these nine new asteroids with their various setups, there's also more random stuff in the world generator as well. So there's just like on my hot map, I also had the random modifier modifier of volcanoes. So there's just a bunch of volcanoes around the place. Extra okay. extra hot hotness. Extra hot. Although usually they're meant to spawn like sealed in, so they're like you have this. I mean, it's the way the biomes always used to spawn. They have this impermeable wall around it. That prevents heat from getting out, but then you can mine into it. Mm. And the volcanoes are meant to do that as well. So most of them are just like these little pockets of a thousand degrees. Mm. <laughs> but there was one where the where the like the wall had been broken, so the heat was just leaking out, and it was like immediately below my base. So as I started mine down, I was like, "Oh shit, there's heat coming! <laughs> there's a lot of heat coming!" So I managed to seal that up pretty quick with some insulated wall. But now there's just like this big chunk of the map below my base where it's just like, it's 300 degrees in there. Let's not worry about that. <laughs> that area can just stay sealed for now. Hmm. Maybe I'll put a steam engine on top of it and just extract power out of it <laughs> eventually. But yeah, there's, there's volcanoes, there's... Well, there's various other. I don't remember what else I have on this map. But the volcano is the main one, but there's various other things like you can have 
more or less of the geezers, the ones that produce infinite resources. So if you want more, you can turn that up. You have more or less metal. You can have it so that you, you don't start in the middle of the map, which is kind of weird. Because typically you start exactly in the center and it's like spaces up, boils down, left and right. There's about the same amount of map. Mm. But you can have that not. And I wonder how varied that is. Like, could you get really unlucky and spawn virtually in space? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, it's like all this new stuff. I f initially thought it was like, how are they going to fit all this new stuff in? It already seems so crowded with stuff, but it's actually totally fine. And well, actually, because yeah, most of this most of this doesn't affect the actual main core game, right? These are options, as the yeah. I mean, apart, I mean, a couple of the asteroids do have like they don't have some of the biomes that you would usually expect. Like, there's definitely one. That, I mean, the hot map obviously doesn't have ice biomes, so there's no no free cooling there, no weasels and no anti-entropy nullifiers for free cooling. But then there's also a couple of other maps where it's like this map doesn't have the usual sandstone biome. It has the forest biome instead, which means you don't get algae for making oxygen and you don't get copper. You get aluminium instead. So it does kind there are kind of cases where it can give you a completely different set of stuff to work with. But it's usually not, you know, it's balanced well enough that you can manage. It's just slightly different, which is nice. Different is good. Random mm. generation. It's always sweet. Mm. So yeah, that launch patch, pretty successful. Yeah, bit of a win. Although, you know, theoretically they're not going to stop working on it. <laughs> well, no, no game is done. <laughs> well, I mean, Clyde specifically, they tend to do this. Like, don't starve, for example. Oh, of course, yeah, I forget it's the same <laughs> same publisher. But it's not the same devs, obviously. Well, no. so some of the devs might decide to give up eventually. I wouldn't have bet on it. I bet it's mm. a corporate thing. Where it's just like, this is what we do. <laughs> and, it, you know, even just like visually, it's sort okay. of similar to Don't Starve. I don't always make those sort of games, though. No. Just, like, aren't Cly behind, like, Shank. Yeah. And that ninja game everyone likes. Yep. But I can't remember. Mark of the, was it just Mark of the Ninja? Yeah, yeah Mark of the Ninja. And that. The stealth one. Yeah. But I mean. And they've got that. That other game that was at the PC <laughs> gaming show or whatever at E3 kind oh, yeah. of thing. But if you're going to make, I mean, it is a very direct comparison to Don't Stop. It's practically the same game, except not quite. But it's like, it's very similar in style and a very similar sort of concept of like survival. So I could definitely see that working in the exact same way of updates for free, but also DLC. Mm. We'll see how it goes. And I theoretically made a video of oh, yeah. <laughs> of oxygen not included, but I couldn't upload it because I can't fucking log into our YouTube at the moment for some reason. Well, right. my, oh, my, we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, my Chrome lost the password because obviously I had the password saved. And then I was like, I forgot what the password is. I sent it to Rob and he told me what the password theoretically was. And then I went and tried to enter it and I couldn't get it to go. <laughs> so I, either I'm bad at interpreting what Rob told me the password was, even though I know I remembered that's what it was when he said it. Oh, I've forgotten it. Or Rob has yeah. actually, or it's changed at some point and Rob forgot he did that. And we're in a bit of trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I couldn't upload that for you. So maybe that video will appear at some point. Although at this point, I'm definitely considering making what would have been part two which i'm still planning on making make that part one and then just upload the other videos like episode zero and make it a private video so it's only linked <laughs> off the description okay why is there something wrong with it well is it, is it what's wrong with it 
Well, well I'm, the, I don't want to disparage our own video. Okay, okay, okay. But the, no, the, the original video is like, is what we would typically do of a video. It's just me playing the game. Right. Whereas I think it probably would work better as a more edited thing. Okay. okay. Like I'm thinking for the second, for the second, which may become first episode of doing like, just like every 15 in-game days or whatever, just do a little update of what I've been doing. That makes sense. And maybe yeah, yeah. edit it that way. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I we normally just make videos where it's just us playing it. So the, sure. the, the original video is still totally fine for that concept. Well, yeah, you can do it like as you know, real time video versus yeah, exactly. versus like Zach teachers. But then the fact is that the main reason I'm thinking of that of maybe making that be the episode zero is like now it's been two weeks since launch. It's not as timely, and that was why yeah, that was fine. why I was getting that video done. Yeah, and I was oh, like, okay, I can just make this without too much effort. There's no editing involved, really. Yeah, yeah. and just get it up. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. though. No, that doesn't matter too too much. It's, it's still it's still a thing. You can, can can I can we put can we workshop some names for your like uh, your video series where you effectively describe what you've been up to? Can we call it the Zacademy or something? That's definitely been a video series that I've considered for other games as well. Yeah, that's a good name, the Zacademy. Great, that'll <laughs> do. There's definitely a very quick like result to that workshop there. Yeah, the yeah. first thing you come up with, yeah, absolutely. Zacademy, it's a pun. It's perfect. It's <laughs> all you need. So there's that. I played a bunch of that. In fact, this is again another situation where more or less everyone on my Steam list is playing it. Well, admittedly, that's only like six people, but <laughs> they are all playing it. And so there's been various discussions. The crowd, as far as I'm concerned, I never really see that sort of consensus mm. of people playing the same thing. Yeah, it's unusual. So it's cool. And that's it. I just played a whole ton of that. My system maybe can't handle it. Oh, no. Well, well you've been saying for ages that it's time. Well, yeah, well, I mean. Time. I'm not sure what would even help with this game because it's one of the. It's just why you classic problem like, surely this is all CPU and CPUs yeah. aren't actually better. <laughs> oh, they are, but like, just not as much as they used to be. But you've been like long enough out of the game where you'd, you'd see some gain. Well, yeah. Well, you hope. Yeah. It would be real disappointing if I got a whole new PC and all this shit ran exactly the same. I think that's unlikely, man. Yeah. Because, you know, I thought, I sort of thought the same when I upgraded well, from, I mean, from Ice to Fire. Obviously, the actual answer is I should just load my save on your system and see how well it runs. And yeah, then I know. Yeah, true. <laughs> Although, you know, my process is like a couple years old now and it's not. Not as old as my one, though. And it was never. By a long way. And it's not like a. Uh, my processor, my CPU is not uh, gaming ideal because of its layout. Like it's it's more cores than you need. Well, I mean, like it's for video I, stuff. That's why I turned off hyper threading on my machine. I right, was like, yeah. I don't need all these other cores. Get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, hyper threading is not so much of a problem these days. They sort of made it. Well, they yeah, made it okay. Nowadays. Yeah. They sorted it out. Yeah. Or you could get like a Ryzen. I mean, that again, the other problem with thinking about Switched the AMD. There's still that undercurrent of AMD hanging around. Yeah. Now people are like, oh, it's, it's probably good now. Right, Ryzen's or is all, it? Yeah. Ryzen's are all right. They're, like, they're good for they're the like price, a, aren't they? But... Yeah, they're a decent bang for your buck option. Yeah. I would recommend a Ryzen over getting a 
AMD video card. <laughs> well, sure. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. NVIDIA still reign there, but you do have to pay for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Are they coming down now, those um, RX no. kind of cards? No. They put out the Super Series. <laughs> Making every more everything more confusing. <laughs> yeah. Like, New like Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. You can get like 2080 or 2070 Super Editions, which are a tiny, tiny fraction better than the last ones, to the point where they don't really justify their existence. Like, it's mm. it's a weird... It's a weird thing to put out. Branding. Yeah. They're very strange. First time NVIDIA have used the word super in anything as well. Because they're now Nintendo. Yeah. Well, they don't don't start with it. They're not like the Super 2070. They're like the 2070 Super. Like... (laughs) So which company is that? I'm sure there's been a company that's done that. Yeah, I think there's been something that's done that. Yeah, I I can never remember. Because it's always Super Street Fighter, but that's still Nintendo technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Wow. Capcom. Super Street Fighter was just what they called the arcade version as well. Sure. It was just very convenient for Nintendo's marketing. <laughs> yes. I guess it's because it was called the Super Nintendo. That's actually why. Yeah. <laughs> it was just very convenient for them. Yeah. Dan, have you got anything to say about your games? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Hot tip got, for podcast: play games. <laughs> got, we got any uh, videos going up? Well, apart from the obviously not include one that I theoretically want to put up. Uh, yeah. What? Well, um, Sonic Forces went up. Yep. Uh, earlier this <laughs> week. Sure did. The um, episode oh, yeah. Shadow. Are you uh, uh, addendum? <laughs> how far are you getting with that game? I mean, well, the fact. You, I mean, that like part four, like was is, the end. Is, is it was the end, is the end, and this right. is part five, which is the covers the DLC, the big the cat part of Sonic Wars, kind of. Yeah, just watch that thing. It's um, it's something. <laughs> okay, see us be even more disappointed than we already were. Uh, yeah, basically, it's. What? I did watch your moonshot, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. That was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, how much yeah. did I cock that up, Dan? I mean, you just went the wrong way. I mean, that was the whole problem. I didn't right? really go the wrong way. Well, I, I, I think, right, when you lifted off from the moon, that was pretty much where it all went wrong, and you just turned the wrong way. Was, uh, that was only like 11, a couple of seconds back. It was our Apollo 11 tribute and Kerbal Space Program for the listeners' benefit. Yeah, check it out. The, the big other. problem was the was the deorbiting part. I tried to go direct directly into the atmosphere rather than going into Kerbal Orbit and then do some writing. Mm. That was the mistake. That was what added to the end of that video. Yep. But I reckon, long old way. <laughs> I reckon if you'd taken off the moon the right way, you would have done the, the manoeuvre that you planned to uh, to um, rendezvous, and then you would have had fuel for the rest of the thing. Uh, but the docking is RCS, not actual fuel, though. That yeah, fuel had already been spent. The rest of the fuel was in the other half of the ship. But you were trying to do burns to try and catch up with the command module for <laughs> for ages. Yeah, but I had enough fuel for that, even yeah. with the bad angle. Yeah, catching stuff up in orbit isn't that expensive in terms of fuel. No, I suppose. Even at the awkward angle we were coming out, where we had to really dodgily skim the terrain. Mm-hmm. 
It's just hilarious how much you can mess up in that game and it's still salvageable compared to well, the real, real I mean, life. I had given myself quite a large amount of margin for error. Yeah. Like there was, I, even when I designed that ship, I'd gone like probably like 50% extra fuel in every stage. Yeah. And we still ran at the limits. Yeah. That was how much we cocked up. <laughs> still, it was it's cool. It's just what I do, I do to people. They diminish their optimum operating. What bit did I was inaccurate? (laughs) I think the one bit is that, I mean, obviously loads, but um, I think they do the maneuver to like um, turn the command service module around and dock it with the lander, like after the translunar injection. Not, I think you guys did it in Earth orbit. Oh, right. It's still on that second stage engine, essentially. Yeah. Rather than uh, the command module engine, then also being part of that. Yeah. I guess I would have needed a third stage essentially to make that yeah, happen. Yeah, because there are three stages in on the Saturn Five. Yeah. Apart from some slight inaccuracies, <laughs> <laughs> it looked alright. Yeah, it was cool. Some of the docking was hilarious. Especially with the magnets making you bounce off constantly. I, again, yeah. I, I realised what the problem was. Yeah. You oh. could change the power of the magnets. I right. should have turned it well down. Oh, wait, <laughs> that no. probably would have solved the problem. But you can change it mid-flight. I like, think like, you probably could have changed it mid-flight, yeah. power to them or something. But when I did the... Right at the start, when I did the edits to the actual thing, where I was like, change this, change the decoupling power. Like that bit where the thing decouples, and I was like, we need to turn that up because it didn't push it far enough apart. I did mm-hmm. that in the editor. If I'd done that for the magnets, but turned them down, probably would have been a lot right. easier to dock. Yeah. <laughs> Do they default to like maximum strength then, or? Yeah, pretty much everything does. Right. Yeah, and it's, you know it's usually fine. I mean, that's generally the the good rule for life, isn't it? Default to max strength. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not going to buy like medium strength toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> If such thing exists. Yeah. I suppose that's the regular Colgate as opposed to the super the crystal super Colgate. Or... Yeah. I don't think there's any difference in those two. No. <laughs> yeah, it's probably <laughs> just branding. And and yeah. like a little bit of flavour. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Some sparkly things. I mean, you yeah, can some get toothpaste things. that doesn't have the fluoride in and it's like, why? Why would you get it without that's the fluoride? That's kind of the point. The fluoride isn't it? Is well, the I mean, point. technically we're more okay for that with fluoridated water and all that. Yeah, I guess. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> And you know you're still cleaning your teeth even if you're not. Yeah, I know, but I mean, teeth. if you have the choice, yeah, why not get fluoride in your toothpaste. Why not? Why not have a little more? Why not Zyberg? You could. You could have. How some, much is too much? You could have some health, but why not have a bit more health? A bit more. Get healthy. Cool. Get healthy yeah. by not listening to this podcast. Yeah, we're not. Exactly <laughs> we're, gonna, we're definitely yeah, not yeah. paragons on that. We're not going to help you with that as we're about to eat a smeg ton of pizza. And then play Smash Bros. <laughs> and then play Smash Bros. Yep, Indeed. healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah, check out those videos, Kerbal and Sonic Forces and um, Oxygen Not Included coming up. I think Euphoria will come next. And uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another Saladcast. That you shall. Bye.